What is up, Chomp Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Chomp Cast. Josh, you can always mute the sandwich. It's fine. Josh is eating a sandwich right now. It's a, the sandwich is being a, quiet. It's fine. Yeah, it's a quiet sandwich. It's not a loud one. Um, I just wanted people to know. That's why I can't wait for this podcast to be visual. Then they'll just get to watch you eat the sandwich, and and that'll be great. Because <sighs> we know that's erotic. That's We're turning erotic this podcast into a scientific journal starting next week. Boom. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. So thanks for making our crazy-ass show a part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. We give you those legendary life boons you need to survive 2021. Although, 2021 must be doing better, guys, because the mask mandate is dropped where I live. So we must be... I don't think that means what you think it means. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. (laughs) It's a mask mandate for the local orgy. You don't have to wear... It's like a, one of those mask party things, and you don't have to Who wear Who the fuck goes to a maskless orgy? Well, <laughs> for the buffet. The one Commerce. with masks has a great buffet. Fucking, yeah. fucking peasants. I know. <laughs> you don't want it to see someone's fucking face. Good God. Is it that, that Always Sunny joke where Frank goes to the uh, the masked orgy, and the guy asks her a password at the door, and the password is orgy? <laughs> <laughs> password orgy. Swinger. Um... Don't forget to check out everything we do, swordchomp.com, reviews, written reviews, merchandise, podcasts, and of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash swordchomp. You know, guys, I can still smell the old stale, <laughs> sorry, uh, Rich just keeps taking his headphones off and looking out that I'm like, oh, that's, that's, the cops are coming. I keep hearing um, like Jurassic Park noises in the different in the distance. And this is almost as crazy as that time Jeff Goldblum bought that baby T Rex here. I love Jeff. Goldblum. Josh is really no loving no that joke. What you're talking about. Um, I can still remember the the old stale smell of cigarettes. <sighs> it was a yard sale, 1994, and I picked up an action figure. From the Batman animated series, an action figure of a villain named Mudman, one of Batman's many adversaries. Mudman. It was twenty-five cents. It's like in a little box covered with a bunch of other junk, right? And it smelled like cigarettes. You know, like when you get something from a friend's house or something, and you could just it had that weird cigarette-y smell um, when you put it up. And I was a weird kid. I smelled everything. I don't really know why I still do that to this day. Every, I have to smell everything. It's like a strange thing that I have. It's like a comfort thing. Um, but I would like, I really love this toy. So I would just hold it up and be like, oh, it smells gross, but oh, it's my special mud man. Now, Rich can probably tell you this. There's no such thing as mud man. There's no villain named Mudman. Um, although you're he didn't thinking, jump in to correct me, so maybe there think, is a you're, villain. You're, you're thinking of Clayface? I, that's that's been bugging is. me here. I'm like, what What off-brand? Uh, okay, good. It, it sounds Bad like you had an off-brand doing, Clayface. Like, is this an arc that I didn't read somehow? Is, and the is thing it Clayface, sucks, or is there actually a Mudman? Because in Batman, there's a lot it of literally villains, yeah. could be both. I, I don't know of a Mudman, um, but like when you say Mudman, I I immediately think of Clayface because I fucking love Clay- Clayface is fantastic. Um, I, I probably literally talked about it on this show before if we brought up Batman because one of my favorite more recent runs in the New Fifty Two was when Clayface joined the Bat Family, and I really want to get like a nice printout of that cover framed where it's like the full Bat Family and Clayface just as an amorphous blob behind them as they're all posing. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, Clayface is a good guy now. 
I really don't think you need an anime podcast, Rich. You probably just need some nerdy comic book podcast, because I bet you know more about comic book shit than fucking anime. It's going to be hard to beat Alan Tudyk as Clayface at this point, though. He's so good in that Harley Quinn show. Yeah. I love like how much they've leaned into like the actor aspect of yeah. his character. It's so what is my good. what's my motivation? Why do I want to deliver the mail? <laughs> Anyways, thank you. Um, <laughs> got way more than I bargained for there on Clayface. I I, I like it. Clayface um, is great. Yeah, but I was a kid, so I didn't know the difference. I th- he was just Mudman to me. I didn't know enough about Batman. I, I need to look so, this up now. I'm really mm. confused. There's... Keep talking. We'll do research. Yeah. You look. Are you looking for an actual Mudman? Is that really? <laughs> Um, but you know, cause villains do that weird thing where it's a watch brand Mudman is like a explorer. I could see that the watch that you take on like an expedition or something and it can just get all fucked up with it and still work just fine. The Mudman Mud is a comic. Watch. It's an image comic. Yeah. Recent. It's a, yeah. I can't find like any so it information been from 94. <laughs> I don't think there is a Mudman in from, Batman. Mudman Volume One is from October of 2012. Is it its own thing? It's not part of it's Batman. An, it's it's an image comic. Yeah. Oh, it's just something called Mudman. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, I mean, I always thought that was cool. Like in you know, in a movie, like when Jack Nicholson <laughs> in the beginning of the of Batman, he fell into that weird pit of chemicals or whatever, and he became the Joker. Yeah, like, the chemicals plant. It's <laughs> in heroes or villains. There's always something really comical that or ha- or. Not comical, that's kind of horrific. Or a confusing um, category on the Xbox Game Pass. Yes, yes. So, like, when I was a kid, I'd take, like, a generic G.I. Joe, and I would drown him in mud, and then Mud Man would come out of the mud. You know, like, he fell in the mud, and he's like, I'm Mud Man now. Hold on, I don't... <laughs> you know you know that the Joes all had, like, a thing, right? Like, there was definitely a guy who was like, I'm Mud Boy, and I I thrive in the mud. Like, it, it, he was like he was like snow blind, but for mud, he was mud blind. Yeah. Mud, mud flap. Um, oh. That's a that's a transformer. Yeah. Hmm. Is it really? It's a tri- it's a country truck transformer, isn't it? Skids and mud flap. They are they are brothers. Ooh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Those are real. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, I did find out later that it was Clayface indeed, and I still I cherish that toy. But as a kid, I always liked playing with the villains' toys better. I'm sure most kids did probably. Um. I had but a really there's... cool Hulkbuster Iron Man. Hulkbuster? What is that? Mm. Um, Hulk as uh, Iron uh, Man? No, no, no. Hulkbuster is the gigantic suit of armor Tony Stark has to put the fucking Hulk down if need be. Oh, okay. Wow. What was the... Um, wasn't there a lot like of people a... will know what that is because that's been in the movies at this point. Wasn't there a special Hulk in the Ragnarok? It was like in like a coliseum, and there was like something unique about him. Or he well, was just that's when he starts like talking for the first like that. The idea of Gladiator Hulk is taken from a a book called Planet Hulk, which is kind. Thor Ragnarok adapted a lot of stuff from that. Mm-hmm. They can't make a a Hulk movie because of the way the rights lie with other studios for distribution, so it wouldn't be worth it financially. So they they took a lot of inspiration from. Uh, certain Hulk books, Planet Hulk being a big one of the ones they took inspiration from when they yeah. were uh, making Thor Ragnarok. It's not necessarily a different Hulk, it's just you would have seen that imagery somewhere else before because like Gladiator Hulk in the Planet Hulk run was a thing. That's Richmeister, by the way, from New York, giving us all this insane amounts of comic knowledge. Look what I've opened up, Josh. I was just like, hey, we should mm-hmm. talk about comic books this week. He's not even breathing. 
<sighs> um, just stop stopping to take a sip of my drink. <laughs> um, no, the, Ragnarok was one of the only. I'm not a com- like a really big comic book movie guy, but Ragnarok was one of the only ones where I was like giddy the whole time. Giggling. That movie is it's just fun. Excellent. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. It's like it's very like it basically points fun at all the things that bother me about comic book movies. And it has Jeff Goldblum in it. I, all the actors and actresses are amazing. Although they I, just be, it's just I started, great. Um, the music. I, I watched the the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier today. Everyone, um, we'll see where it goes. I, I like what they're doing, but um, it's one of those things where I'm like, wow, they need to start making the government a little bit more troubling very soon. <laughs> Wait, do you think you followed up a four hour comic book film last night with? Uh, a brand new comic book series today. On my lunch break. <laughs> Before returning to play. I, I, liter- I literally have a coworker where he was like, hey, we're going to go watch uh, Falcon Winter Soldier on break, right? So we can talk about it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll discuss the quality implementation of villains in two of the biggest comic book game franchises today. The Arkham franchise, the Spider-Man franchise. I've been playing a lot of Miles Morales that I really wanted to talk to you guys about for a couple weeks now. I'll, I'll uh, tease while we're in here, actually, because uh, whether you know this or not, because I wrote it, uh, we're going to be doing a Chomping After Dark on that very soon. Probably recording it probably next week. Okay. You already wrote it? Yes, it's written. Okay. Well, if it's a short show tonight, we can always do it tonight, too. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <sighs> um... Yeah, so those are the two biggest game franchises. I got some feedback on those as well. I've been really excited to talk to you. We never really gave Miles Morales its due on the podcast because it fell at a weird time. We were doing Game of the Year. Rich hadn't had a PS5 yet, even though he talked about the PS4 version briefly. Um, I wrote a review of the PS4 version. Yeah, yeah. And then I bought the... Me and Josh both bought it, but we didn't get to it till way after Game of the Year. So we we And then I played it again twice when I got my PS5. Yeah, I don't know, Josh, when you played it, but I didn't play it until recently. So no, I played it. Did you play it pretty soon after pretty getting sure your PS5 last year? Let me check my. Yeah, notebook. you, we, you and I were both talking mm. at a, about it around the same time, That's uh, but never on the show though, which is weird. No, we talked about it on yeah. the show. Maybe not really? in great detail because I, I think I had finished yeah, it. Were, and jo- Josh was just starting off, it. You know, instead of actually uh, doing your job like usual. Yeah, we. This is my dis- job. I'm filling in for Shay. It was discussed <laughs> on this show. Yep. All right, if you say so. Looks well, like I um, finished it this year. The problem is, you know, if you didn't so. play the game, you just tune out. You don't really engage with us. Or oh, no. that's <laughs> not true. I probably would have tuned out because it's comic book and I know nothing about it. No, um, that's not. No, I I want to say that I what I remembered was that me and Josh had not gotten to Demon Souls or Miles Morales yet. And we were waiting, but then Cyberpunk and Game of the Year happened. That's what I remember. I could be wrong. So, um, alas, we will. I do want to give a little. Dis- I want to have a discussion there as well as we have some. Um, a- we poll our listeners about villains in Arkham and Spider Man, and of course the Justice League film. If you have some interesting feedback on that, because that's. Ironically, everyone starts a lot of comic book shit today. So if you don't like comic book shit, you should probably just turn this podcast off right now. I'm just going to warn you. Um, That's not true because I barely like comic book shit and I'm still excited to talk about it. So you should stay. I changed my mind. You should stay. Um, Right, Josh? Tell them they should stay. Joshua Fowler from Michigan. Tell these people they should stay. I mean, what do you have to do today? You run (laughs) busy? Well, what can they not do while they just listen to a podcast? That's the thing. You multitask. I mean, if you oh, have anything actually important to do, go take care of that. 
But otherwise, neglect your chi- neglect your children and, and stick around. Stick around. I'm gonna. I'm doing or my better best. Better yet, to... traumatize your children and let them listen. I'm doing my best to try and come up with a, oh, an excuse to talk about Moon Knight. Um. Okay. I don't know what that is. So. Oh my fuck! You will. It's getting a show. I will know. I will know what Moon Knight is. Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. Uh, oh, I love Oscar Isaac. I would lick his butthole. Um, we'll catch up on games like Loop Hero. Not without his permission, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, God, I'm so sorry. Can't you, see him you, giving that. No. Or <laughs> can I? Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter how nicely I ask. <laughs> and cross code. Um, but yeah, I've already kind of introduced you guys. Uh, Joshua Fowler here, of course, from Michigan, and Rich Meister joining us from New York. I'm Morgan. Um, Filling in for Shay. That's going to be my new joke every podcast now. I'm Morgan, General Mountain Time here. I'm filling in for Shay. Um, who <laughs> That's a good joke. I, I like <laughs> that. This, fuck this guy, am I right? <laughs> we um, The way this formed, I couldn't be here last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, we did a, a really great episode on black representation. You should check What's it out. What's this crap? Um, well, I am part of the company, so. <laughs> I guess that's true. You produced it. You get a producer credit. <laughs> I, I get part of yeah I get osmosis uh, credit just for being absorbing it and posting about it. Um, I just wanted to thank you in person for having us start two hours late. Oh, <laughs> don't remind me. Yeah, I mean, believe me, if I could have went back in time, I would have just been like, "Fuck it, who care?" But yeah, so the short version for our listeners is, um, I was depending on my kid to go to sleep, and she refused to go to bed. We we recorded the podcast on a different day for to make uh, because Shay's friend had a specific schedule. And it was, it, was, it was to accommodate our guest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I tried really hard to make that happen, but my kid decided she wanted to not go to sleep. So Life happens. It did not work out that way. It did You, you were missed, but we got by. Mm-hmm. I, um, I did everything I could to get my kid to go to sleep, and she would not. Like, I tired her out, took her to the park, did all this fun shit. I was like, everything that day was designed around tiring her out so I could do this damn show, and it didn't work. So I was kind of irritated. You know, the thing but- is... I got to bust your balls about it, but I mean, like, I actually, like, it, it was on a, like, it was on a Saturday, so I wasn't working the next day, so, like, I really didn't care, but I still have to give you a hard time about it. It No, it is funny, because we were only really waiting to do it that late because of me, because I had to wait for my kid to go to bed, and she never went to bed. It's <laughs> fucking, it was funny. But, you know, and Shay had done a lot of preparation for that show, so it ended up working out just fine. He had a bunch of... of you had four people talking, and, and Shay had a bunch of information taken down for, for research purposes. So it, I'm sure it worked out great. I was just bummed I couldn't be there um, to say a bunch of ignorant nonsense. I'm sure it would have been great to have. That's you. <laughs> That's a you. Um, Thank you I do for saying say, it so I didn't have to. I would have felt bad. Yeah, it's all right. I did want to say briefly, as you segue to the real topic, because I know it's not something we're going to go deeply, deeply into, but... I have been sort of fascinated on the peripheral as someone who, you know, I I have sort of a little casual interest in comic book franchises as we're like Rich, you're more passionate and invested in it. Josh more so than me, probably not quite as much as Rich. Um, but I, I engage with it when I can. I've been fascinated by the whole idea of this Justice League movie that basically was um, tossed off to uh, from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon and then received very poorly um, but now this real version of the film, they call it the Snyder cut is coming out and it came out and sort of the whole, the story behind that is really interesting to me. So I guess, Rich, do you know why 
Zack Snyder was a one. Yeah, the, the world the world does his uh his 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 daughter I believe had passed away. Yeah. Um yeah, and we we yeah, we didn't stepped in to to finish the film. Um okay. okay. And uh yeah, now now his version is out and um I I actually talked a little bit about this in the pre-show but um I I'm never a huge fan of the work of Zack Snyder. I find his like grim dark approach to bum like Snyder is great for doing Batman for the most part. I don't like the back half of Man of Steel because I don't I still don't think Snyder understands Superman. Um like you don't desaturate the colors out of a Superman film. The behavior of Superman in Man of Steel is not the Clark Kent I grew up with. He's not the Clark Kent I want yeah, to read about he's the clark or, kent of the boys is what he made in man of steel and he just doesn't know it yeah and oh, it's, it, no it, no that's what he accidentally made is the problem yeah, he made a yeah. self-centered jackass who yeah. happens to be superman as as we've as we've said privately to each other josh the problem with Zack snyder is he's taking the wrong lessons from the works of frank miller yeah um, did, he, did he make batman versus superman yes how is it, how did you guys feel about that? I one? hate Batman v Superman. You, I oh, think it's really? a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. Um, See, I that, wonder if that, I would. That being said, yeah, I actually like this version of the Justice League, and the original one is a terrible movie. This is way more coherent. It should have been two movies, and the stuff it sets up makes me hopeful. Maybe they're paying attention, and because like. It becomes one of those things where Snyder can't direct everything and shouldn't direct everything and shouldn't get final say on everything. But what he was setting up here is pretty good. And like, if they were to continue off this, I'd be mm. more excited to see where it goes next than yeah. I am with what's happening right now. Because on top of hating DC stuff, like I'm sorry, hating DC stuff, hating a lot of the projects that have happened, like I would now rank my top two DC. EU movies as Wonder Woman and the Snyder Cut version of Justice League. Wonder See, Woman 84 was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Ugh, wow. Um, I was going to... Okay, let me find a good way to phrase this. I feel less... Like, I've never seen the the first Justice League one because I just heard such negative things about it. And as someone who's not, in like, super into that stuff, I'm just like, well, why would I waste my time? It's, but, it, especially now that this version exists, Morgan... It is not worth your time. Like it, it's it's unless this, you but plan like, on doing like some sort of film research. study comparison <laughs> thing about it. I yeah. would not put yourself through the original. Because well, now what I look at when I look at the original is it's the Snyder cut stripped for parts. Well, but that's that's what I think is interesting about it is I don't feel quite so. I almost feel bad that it was kind of ripped apart because if you think about it. Like his daughter died, and they tossed it to another director. Like, what were they? There's no way that thing was going to come out and, good. And also, well, here's the here's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't I don't know how much of it is Whedon, because like it's clearly the studio stripping it down. Like they were never going to make let Snyder make a four hour movie, and what resulted was they took out some of the bigger elements. Yeah, that they wouldn't be able to resolve. Like Dark Side is not present at all in the original cut of the film. Um, this is not a real cut for time. Steppenwolf looks stupider in the original cut of the film, like way stupider. Go look up side by side comparisons. Which is of the impressive. Movie. He looks like, he looks okay in this one. He's well, very, you know what he, very you know what he looks like. 
he looks like they saw a picture of Thanos and were like, do that. Oh, no. Oh. Don't. I thought he looks like a mixture of, like, Thanos, but, like, he lives in the Godfall universe. Well, you know, uh, want to know what's... Well, <laughs> that's... You're kind yes. of right. Yes. Because Steppenwolf is what they call in the DC continuity. He is a new god. Um, <laughs> also, here's a funny thing about Steppenwolf. Look up what Steppenwolf looks like in the comics, because he's just a dude. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I don't know why they had to make this so difficult. But it's well, just a guy. Thought it would yeah. have been boring if he was just a dude, you know? He's a well, pretty... Actually, the horns the and stuff, he's like a Viking. the rest of the cast? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. He's a, he's almost got like a Diablo kind of look to him. He's, he's got like... But he's humanoid. He's more humanoid. Like, I just... His features oh are Oh my way god, more he looks human. real dumb in the original version. Oh Doesn't my god, he, he looks Doesn't, incredibly you know what? dumb. I figured it out today. I said this to my coworker, and he was like, You're 100% correct. He looks like Ivan Ooze from the original Power Rangers movie. Oh wow. no. Oh no, they no really you did. said it. But I, I will say, uh, yeah, the only thing I, do, I will disagree with you. <laughs> I will disagree with you on Rich, but it's just a just a, a stylistic thing because I, maybe I don't have the investment in the original stuff like you do, so I completely uh -huh. get your take. I do like the dark sort of stylistic look of Snyder stuff. It's very Morgany. I like it a lot. I think it I, works. It, I don't think I love it's, it. it's all bad. That does not work for Superman. That's not what Superman stories but are. It, it works for someone like me who does not care about Superman. <laughs> then why are you seeing a Superman? Then why movie? are you watching a, exactly, exactly? Because, because it, there's a, it's sort of like the nature of. Um, I'm trying to find a good example. There, there's something to the. It's like I don't care about mob stuff, but if the if the movie is well made enough, I, I well, can get. The I issue. Could it's, enjoy it's, the artistic. It's not well made. That's the problem. Like you're stripping out the what the thing is and the what it represents. Well, the artistic value. I mean. I get what you're saying, but it's kind of like when we, butt -headed, when we butt heads on the Joker too. I mean, you didn't, you weren't really a big fan of that and that variation of it either. Um, but I'm just saying, I like. like it's I not like that Snyder's I don't like artistic. I like humanizing touch. the Joker. It's just I feel like they didn't quite. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I think there's, there's a reading of that film that's not. By the, the as horrible as I made it out to be, but it's it 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 takes a little bit of finessing to to read it that way in my opinion here's what i'm gonna give Zack snyder a high five for since you brought up the joker is um there's a scene in this film with jared leto's joker which is the most i've ever liked leto's take on the joker um and they were clearly doing like the dark knight return style of the joker which i always liked the idea of that and i feel like he was never really given a moment to stretch his legs in the role mm -hmm. he gets a really good exchange with batman in this movie where they do like the opposite of what they did with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, where they just like, no, this guy fucking sucks and he's terrible, um, which is what you do with the joke Joker. So high five to Zack Snyder for that. Yes, yes. Like the whole point of him is that he is completely insane, com like doing whatever's the opposite of Batman at all times is kind of that's what he was written to be to begin with. And then they've like humanizing him the first time was actually really interesting like because he was such a complete chaotic character up until so that when, point when you strip back the, the idea of humanizing him at that point was like what would make someone this way but yeah I, and that's like, an interesting take but like since well, then they've like tried to humanize yeah. him past that and i'm like to, no to make him like like why he, do he we shouldn't need to be this make him yeah. relatable make him understand a tragic figure but not relatable mm. yeah yeah, and I kind of feel like that's 
been where the issues come from. When, when so. there's more sympathy for, like, he can be a tragic figure, but he shouldn't, at the end of the day, be a sympathetic figure, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like I agree with everything you guys are saying, but that's why I like it, and you don't. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but again, like I, I said, I think there's room to read it that way that they're not trying to make him that sympathetic. I just, I, I, I did, I was not I, seeing and that in the. And on the Superman stuff, I, I get what you're saying, Morgan. Like, it's just the idea that that's what someone wants out of Superman is baffling to me. Well, is he well, here's also, the thing. I, it's fine. It's just wrong. I, 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 I don't have a strong preference. I'm just saying it didn't. It wouldn't bother me. But I mean, I think that's why the boys. But works, that's why I was. But then, Zack Snyder's Superman doesn't because they they understand that they're doing something the opposite of actually Superman. I, with it. I haven't seen. I haven't. You're probably right, Josh. I have not seen it, so I'm not going to say whether I it's good or bad. I have not even viewed it. What and, I'm saying is that like I've always thought Superman was kind of goofy. Like I've never really liked the aesthetic of Superman. Yeah, it's America's goofy. That's 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 about right. It's yeah. It's like for truth it, and justice kind of, in the American way. It's, well, it's like goofy. bright red, you know, yellow, blue. I've, it's just never been my... I had a friend well, who had a big Superman tattoo on his back, and I was very kind to him. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. But in my head, I'm like, I would never get that on me. That's also, I mean, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> People like to use the argument at this point. They're like, oh, well, the, the Boy Scout thing doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, I, Marvel has proved you incorrect. Like, yeah. Chris Evans' Captain America is a fucking Boy Scout, and he sells it, and it's awesome. Yeah, then I don't think that, and that's, I think it's okay to like one interpretation more than the other. I'm just, for me, it's, I will say this, because you guys keep using the word like empathetic or sympathetic. It's not so much like whether I'm empathetic or sympathetic to the character. I just enjoy it if the, if the subject matter is darker, if the characters feel like they could be real people. But that's I like not that. real. That's the problem. Everyone, everyone since 9-11 has decided eyes. that grimdark is real. And no, the world's not remotely like that bullshit, unless you watch watch Fox News, in which case you you know you'd be forgiven for thinking it is. But like, it's they still were, completely fantasy. When Tucker Carlson is whispering the news into your ear, everything is grim dark. Yeah, mm. it's like it's still complete fucking bullshit. It's just you know Ray Ban bullshit He's instead of. You know what Marvel's Marvel's doing? It's has, has Snyder ever done anything bright? I really like his the look of his films, but has he yeah, ever done anything uh, Watchmen. bright? Watchmen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, oh god, Watchmen. I'm gonna pull I don't Snyder's even want to think about Watchmen because again, wait, that one goes got amazing reviews. You didn't like the well, okay, Watchmen? Here, let me let me talk about mm. Watchmen. Um, I've never seen it either. I just know this guy with the big I, blue penis. There's I so do, much to say about Watchmen. I, I do, Big like, movies. especially at the time, I really liked that movie. The one thing that bothers me this day, and I think it would be a totally fine movie, like, his change to the ending was trivial and weird. It's not trivial and weird. It makes the entire movie the opposite of the message well, of the no, Watchmen. I mean, I mean, it's like, I mean tri- trivial in the sense that, why do it? Yeah. But did you, in- inter- did you, but did you enjoy, like, the visual element of it? Well, the visual element is literally identical the, to the comics. To the comic. Yeah, that's like, what that's, the comic is the like. Point. So that's it, different. It's fascinating how there was never a storyboard made for this movie. It was the comic. Literally shot for shot, scene for scene. It is the comic. But Minus yeah. they cut out all the interstitial bits of the New Yorkers going about their daily lives who then get killed at the end to show and make it very obvious that the guy trying to start a nuclear war and bring the world together was wrong. Um, Oh, also the crazier part to me is um, if you watch the HBO series, which is fantastic, 
which is a sequel to the comic. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to the comic, not the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. So it goes with the proper ending. So I feel like a lot Good. of people watch that thinking it was a sequel to the movie and are confused about the squids. Because um, in the HBO show, following the end of the Watchmen comic, uh, regularly feel squids fall from the sky in rainstorms and there are like <laughs> alarms for it. Yeah. Well, I... I guess what I was what I was mostly referring to was like Snyder's Snyder's um, visual aesthetic seemed to work well for. Well, um, then Watchmen's a bad example of that. Is what we're saying because the visual aesthetic of Watchmen is, is literally the torn book. from the page of the comic. Like, like book. he didn't yeah. do anything. Well, I'm not going to even say well, he didn't do anything because he did, and the changes he, he really, made were. Yeah. Like again, I don't want to get into this because I don't feel like he is completely outright fascist. But all the changes he made to this movie were to make the straightforward Rorschach was right reading of the story, the ultra fascist reading of that book, which is not in the text, seem like it's what's actually going on. And he changes character designs to do that. Like he makes <sighs> characters more sexualized when they're being raped. It's just, it's weird. He makes some dumb fucking decisions with the few Josh, changes he does make you? to this film. Did, did you watch the HBO Watchmen series? I've not watched it yet because I, I, I don't have think, that service. I really uh, need to watch it because, like, everything I, I I've heard is that they, they follow the comics. You would you would absolutely adore it, I think. Um, and I don't think I should say this on the air because HBO listens. I could give you my login. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, the, but anyways, what I was going to – I wish that – I the, I think the thing I weirdly enough that I remember the most being like a kid and getting ripped and going to see three hundred when it was like new was <laughs> was that that I don't people don't a remember, giant but squid shows up at the end of that too. Speaking of fashy, they used people that to that... hype up troops before they went and killed brown people after nine eleven because it was so good at at doing that job. Like that that movie literally was a war propaganda movie after the fact because it did that job so well. Josh, you're killing my buzz here. Yeah, man, um, I just wanted to go to a bodega and be left alone. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, that just the, at the time that movie was so striking visually that it was like yeah. fairly groundbreaking, um, just from a visual perspective. Yeah. He's um, got a style. Yes, he has. Like, he has a very distinct. Here's, here's style. the thing, and I want I want to be clear on this. I'm not bashing Zack Snyder's overall style. I just think he's a his style doesn't work for everything, and one of those things I feel very strongly about it not working for is Superman. Is okay. Superman. okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't but know. I do think it's fair to say he probably cares a lot about and is passionate about Superman, even though you don't feel like it doesn't work well. I, I doubt. I doubt. I'm sure he is, and it's crazy to me because he doesn't understand Superman at all. <laughs> You funny. All right. Um. Anyways, of the forty minutes I watched of the Justice League, I really liked it. I thought I was. Re- I saw this. There was a you know a bunch. That's crazy because of- forty minutes, fucking nothing <laughs> happens. No, okay. So this, I just finished a part that was a very um well choreographed scene with the uh, primary villain beating the shit out of a bunch of people on horses, um, throwing horses around and shit. It was pretty cool. And the, a bunch of Amazonian women. Um, that would have been about ten minutes into the original cut. Just so you're really, oh my god, 
But th- to show nice... you how exactly how much the thing was hacked apart. The, yes. Well, there's weird things that I like. Like there's this scene where Batman's trying to convince um, Aquaman at the beginning to help him, right? And Aquaman just sort of tells him no and slips into the water. It's and like, Batman, man, I gotta sits... go fuck these dolphins. Oh, I, don't know I hate, I... I hate that. I hate the scene you're talking about. I despise it. No, no, no. I like it. It's my least favorite scene oh, in the no, film no. And, where and all I... these people start singing, oh, and I'm that's... like, why the fuck does? Zack Snyder think that Iceland exists in like the gap of Rohan it, it's a real place it's not inhabited by the fairies no no that's not that's silly but that's not what I was talking about I just liked how Batman okay. just kind of sat there and was staring at the water for a while and I'm like I feel like this would have been cut somewhere but I like that they just left it in he was just kind of staring at the water like well I guess Hawkeye no most of that was there most of most of that that seems definitely longer than um, in the original but it was most I, most of that was there I feel like this actually makes me interested in the original just to see, like Josh was saying, how different they yeah, are. Yeah, no, I think fascinated to know. I think as we, we should do that as a as a, a comparison. Arc. Is, we compare <laughs> them side by side. Yeah, uh, I think that's the only function of the original at this point, like as a comparison piece. Yeah, I was gonna tweet that. Like, did you know that this movie's longer than fucking Spartacus? This is like the Spartacus, the super. I can't movies. wait for American McGee's Justice League to come out. <laughs> But it turns out Spartacus isn't that long. It's actually, like, even Titanic's long. There's a lot of three-hour movies, I guess. So I thought Spartacus was, like, some super long four-hour thing when I was a kid, but it's only, like, three hours long. It's not as long as you think it is. Is it? I thought it was, like, three and a half. God, it's been decades since I've watched Spartacus. Yeah, I looked it up today. The King Kong with Jack Black in it is, like, three hours. Oh, yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong does not need to be that long. That was a long one. Yeah, and it was entertaining, but like, it wasn't like three the best hours, thing ever. eighteen minutes. All right, so it yeah, is closer yeah. to three and a half. Like I was, oh, it's right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Josh trying to get credit on the eighteen. Eh, eighteen closer to thirty minutes. Uh. I mean, like, I knew it was over three hours. Whenever you, <laughs> said you it, would, you round like, up eighteen to. I guess you would round up eighteen yes, to thirty. If we're going to a half an hour, yes, I would. But I can't believe how much time we've actually spent on the Snyder Cut. I'm actually happy because I wanted to but, have this discussion. But I'm going to give that one to you because I am sure there's a five-minute intermission in the middle of that film, which would make it round down to uh, to the three hours. So make PP. Uh, I'm not going to hold it against you. So the reason, and I also wanted to, I wanted to, you know squeeze in a couple comments here. Um, Red Blue Blur said black suit Superman was great, just needed his mullet. I don't know what that means. Um, Nick Nick Cage for Superman. We're all in. We're all in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, a lot of people, Tawny said, um, I saw it and honestly, I really liked it. It's the best superhero movie he's done. He's only done third, it should be the third one, right? This is, yeah, I'm going to agree wholeheartedly. I think this, Mm -hmm. of Zack Snyder's like superhero work, this is the one I've, I've enjoyed the most. Even though I like the actor, I didn't like the villain in Man of Steel very much. General Zod, I didn't think he was super interesting. I thought it was weird that they picked Superman to be the villain. Yeah, it was a bit, <laughs> bit strange. I don't get it. What's the joke here? Watch the movie. <sighs> I thought it was weird that like the movie the movie stops being <laughs> no, good. No, you don't after have Kevin to. And I'd, no. I'd suggest I'd not. advise not doing it. <laughs> I thought it was weird that the movie stopped being good after Kevin Costner died. <laughs> it was a weird choice. <laughs> like ten minutes into it. Um. Yeah, oh, man, killing me. I kind that movie was kind of. <laughs> I had some scarring issues with that movie and my ex-wife had like a big thing for the guy in that movie and it was just i had a my, like, michael shannon traumatic for me no 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 yeah the guy from bug um uh what i fucking like michael shannon 
Time Lord Burrito said, I made, made it through the first 30 minutes. I made some angry noises when the 4-3 message appeared. I don't get, what's that about? The 4-3 oh, uh, okay, yeah. presentation? So, yeah, it's it pre- standard res. Present, presented in 4-3 to uh, preserve Zack Snyder's creative vision. My Which favorite- is cool. Like, frankly, I'm a little over everyone being like, oh, no, we've got to make this as wide as possible. 20, 22 you know, to 1. No, that's not. No, let's, make this one, let's make this one 28 to 1. Like, eh, you guys don't need to. You don't need to. Like, it's fine. Like, just- my favorite- there's really good a edits single of that roll shot. of pixels in the middle of your screen by the time they're finally done with this trend i'm like four three works just fine my favorite um edit to that by the way because there's a ton of edits of that shot of like the 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 message at the beginning is um this movie is presented in four three to preserve zach snyder's creative vision also sometimes zach would stand on the side and wave to batman and we had to crop that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like Again, I don't think there's anything better about 4x3, but I do think that it's weird that we've completely discarded it, except as a shorthand for this is old. Like, if they ever show some footage in a a movie and it's in standard format, they're like, hey, this is so you know it's old. And I think there are other uses for that. Like, it it can still be a useful resolution, and people have more or less given up on it, which is... And I think sometimes you just want a tighter shot, and that conveys better in 4.3. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it does a good job at what it does well, and people have kind of discarded it because, oh, it looks like old TVs. Yeah, it doesn't really, like, I get, like, the almost irily moment of it, but it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Cosmic said, I really enjoyed it at four hours. Um, the pacing is all over the place, but I still loved it. I think it's probably best to not look at it so much like a movie and more of, like, a miniseries. It what, feels more like, like Sherlock. Do you remember that show Sherlock? They had, like, three and a half. Well, that's just how they do television in, in Britain sometimes. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you just, if you just yeah, change they, what they you're viewing They do six episodes. That's just, yeah. Yeah, six episodes an hour long because they don't do commercials. So, yeah. You yeah. get some interesting stuff that way. Benny, Benny Cumberbatch. Mm. I feel like I need to defend my four three, not hate, which is weird at this point. But isn't it a little? I, I, I'll defend it this way. I, I'm a five Where by eight. Where is she? The Chomcast in four three. I'm I'm a I'm a five by eight man myself. I I, I like the, uh, I like the extra height on my monitors. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll go with the sixteen by ten instead of, you know, sixteen by oh. nine. Give me the option. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he gives likes you enough little... ma- gives you enough room for like a menu bar at the bottom, but still having the full aspect ratio of working at a uh, on a sixteen by nine project, but but room for oh. toolbars. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. You're wow. fucking madman. I'm fucking madman. Yeah, I thought five by eight was some sort of sexual reference. I just wasn't getting so. Um, that would be a quite a dick. Five inches wide, five, eight inches five. long. <laughs> oh my god, that's not your lord. Dick, that's like <laughs> that's a full three quarters of an inch larger than I've ever taken. That's like practical joke, big guys. Um, I don't know why I decided to make that joke. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh lordy! Um, GSD gamer said masterpiece ten out of ten. Holy crap! Oh, Lizzie Mueller said it was um, bullshit that Cyborg's backstory was removed and it was a crime. So, in the original. In, in the, the original. original, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which, again, it's hard to imagine that Joss Whedon just suddenly became a bad director. He probably just had pressures what? just like... Because yeah. it wasn't just his, his daughter dying. He was also dealing with the studio fighting Time back. Zack Snyder. There was, like, yeah, yeah. like Rich said earlier, there was no way they were going to let him release a four-hour movie mm. to it's theaters. It's a theater. It to happen. Yeah, because at the time, that movie was going to theaters. Which and it, which is dumb. Remember when we used to go to theaters? Point. Can you imagine yeah. if they were like, "God, there's this four-hour movie, guys. You got to see it." Like that would have been interesting. I mean, right? frankly, I would love going to a four-hour movie with an intermission. We don't do that anymore. They used to tell stories oh, that a, way. A nice, yeah, and it oh, worked. A nice two-hour intermission. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm like, gonna go stretch. I'm fucking, gonna go get fucking, some more snacks. Bring that yeah, back. They pass around the vape or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like. I miss having movies long enough to need an intermission. I, I think gather around the vape and hear my story, children. Yeah, I feel like that that role has kind of moved on to like yeah. the prestige TV niche. At yeah, one hundred percent, the HBO series. I, I like th- bring the middle ground back. I would love to go to like a four hour movie with intermission. Like the, that's yeah, like I'd, going I'd totally... to, to see a play or something because they you need that much time to tell the story they're trying to tell. Um. It's like Shit it feels like everything's crazy. trying to be shoved into its own identical box at this point. Like, oh no, well, the show's got to be twenty-two and a half minutes. Oh no, well, this movie has to be exactly ninety minutes. That's just the thing. I, I mean, I think that's why Marvel is gravitating to like doing those Disney Plus series for certain mm-hmm. stories and characters at this point because it's like, well, we're not going to be able to tell the story the way we want to tell it in a two and a half hour movie. So yeah. let's tell it in six hour long episodes, which is what they're doing. Like the Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. is that it's it's six hour long episodes and it's basically Captain America four. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of cool when these things happen in the context of like now that streaming has sort of taken off. Yeah. And now that we're not of, allowed outside. <laughs> yeah. And the idea of putting something out like this is very digest, weirdly digestible and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The timing seems really good. You know, it, despite everything horrific that happened around it, the frustration, the death of his daughter, obviously, in the first movie not being very yeah. good, supposedly. Um, yeah, the timing seems really good now. It's almost kind of a cool redemption story, if that's what you're looking it at. Makes you, it makes you go, like, how could this have been bad? Jeremy Irons was Alfred. Yeah. I'd pay to watch exactly. Jeremy Irons yeah. read the fucking paper. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, yeah, thank you for, oh, the last comment I had, what I thought was a good way to end the conversation, um, was from someone who said they wished that they had built Kevin underscore bites. I said, I love it for what it is. I wish they had built the universe to this movie and not the other way around. Agreed. Um, uh, 100% agreed. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Cause the Avengers, cause with the Avengers, it was, they did it the right way, right? They built it all around. Well, that's DC the, was suddenly playing catch up. Like that's yeah. why this shit happened yeah. because like yeah. they spent a decade getting to Endgame, to doing this epic, like galactic scale comic book story. Like the sort of crossover that you see every 10 years in comics when all these stories converge. And it was fantastic, like all the way through, and and I want that for DC, and I think this is yeah, they just had this was built like it to that point, it, it's kind of the issue. I I really do hope Warner Brothers pays attention and like wants to give them the free reign to build off of the Snyder Cut. To be perfectly honest with you, because it is not a resolved story; it is the start of a dark side story, and I would love to see it continued. I would the start absolutely of a love dark that. side story. Okay, interesting. Yeah. No, like it, I think there's, yeah, I think there's room for it to to work out that way. Like, 
Warner Brothers obviously wants to do that. They tried and failed miserably to do the whole dark universe thing that they only got one movie out of before they were like, oh no, this is this is a complete fucking mess. Um, By the way, bef- before we uh, before we move on from this, can we talk about um, the most memeable thing in this? Uh, actually, which uh, I-, I still am kind of frustrated with. In the original cut of it, there's this bit where parademons are attacking people, and Gotham PD gives like a an artist rendering of the parademon. In the original movie, it was a silly drawing. There are like multiple witnesses describe it like this. In this one. It looks more like Batman, which is supposed to be Jim's whole, like, I. it's not Batman. The drawing is even worse in this one. Like, it looks like a four-year-old drew it. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm gonna... Yeah. I'm gonna pull up the side by sides and put them in our, our WhatsApp for you guys. Uh, I need to see this. I've, yeah, I've not seen that picture yet. I know Austin Walker tweeted the comparison, so I I can find it. That is, uh, how could they how could they not be aware of how bad it looks? I don't understand. Well, no, I think again that was the point. Like it was supposed to. It was supposed to be that way. Like some kids, like oh no, he totally saw this, but that in context. Yeah, a sketch artist there. An adult? There, there yeah, should have been saying. a sketch okay. artist putting okay, this thing together. So, yeah. I'm dropping, this is from the original cut of the movie, which is silly enough. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the Snyder Cut version. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't. No. Yes, they did. <laughs> That's silly. That's really... Yeah, the original one was We have an artist rendering... <laughs> Of what the assailant looked like, and it's just like Batman ears. It's like a doodle, yeah. Batman Spider Man. It's like a doodle, which would have been amazing. Actually, there's new Batman Spider Man coming out. We should, we should, we yeah, but we should make that meme where it's just a Batman Spider Man comic, right? (laughs) Like an artist artist rendering rendering (laughs) of what the assailant looked like. Goodness. Oh god, can we slam <sighs> those together and make that the show image, Josh? That would, I think I think we can I think we can One of those up. should. That's pretty good. That's pretty freaking good. Um any, anywho, um it, it's interesting when you think about the context of the villains in the two primary games. Well, we're going to get to the polls. Holy fuck, I just realized we're an hour in. We've not talked And we haven't about talked about games. <laughs> What, yeah, that, what's that really I really should have made that the topic of the show. That was a Oops, all comic books. Yeah. <laughs> it turns online. out we wanted to talk about comics. <laughs> um well, it's just, you know, that's a hot topic of conversation. It's, it, it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing. Even to me, and I'm not even that invested in it, so then you know it's gotta be interesting. Um Let's see the best you're, way to You're definitely this. what I based that barometer off of. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm good. Always, my wife always thinks I was being like egotistical. She's like, "Oh, so you like it, so it must be good, right?" I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not normally into it. So if I'm into it, it's like, weird. If you want to feel like insulted about, like, my parents will ask me about movies, and then I'll be like, oh, "I fucking hated it," and they'll be like, "Well, I don't go by you," and I'm like, "I'm literally a paid critic, mom." <laughs> my parents would say that too. I. I I recommended this movie I love called Her with Joaquin Phoenix where he falls in love with AI. Hold and, on. Um, <laughs> to your parents. 
to my parents. And I came over when they were watching it, and it was the scene where he, they get the escort to uh, to to have sex with him while she, he's wearing the. Uh, and you suggested to your parents, and then I walked the in movie on that where Joaquin scene. Phoenix fucks Siri. We should yes. watch it together. <laughs> And then they were just like, yeah, it was weird. Oh, no, it was weird. They it was really weird. Like I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I stopped recommending movies to my parents, honestly. Um, I just, I'm better off going to buy, like, a big budget, like, popcorn movie, and just, that's what I know they're going to like. It's just, uh-huh. it's just unfortunate, really. The best um, thing about this, though, Morgan, You guys seen this national treasure? Is they're getting to the age where you can suggest the same movie to them once a year, and they'll have forgotten they watched it. It makes your life a whole lot easier. That's true. My pa- my parents have, have actually have reached that age where like they'll they'll have that conversation they with me where it's my, like a loop. Yeah, yeah, where, just where, to, yeah. Just find a movie they like and suggest it to them. Once suggest a year. it to them once a year. Yeah. yeah, I have that conversation now. I actually had it about Justice League just the other day on the phone where my mom's like, "I saw there's a new Justice League," and I'm like, "You're not gonna like that." <laughs> That's true. I I I will, I'll say my mom now, and I'll say I'll go on and on about a movie, but I'll be like, "You'll hate it. Don't check it out." So I'll save you the time. Um, anyways, I do think it's interesting when, because I've been playing a lot of Marvel's Morales and, and I guess we'll, we'll make this a little more brief, like our sort of our, a little more poignant thoughts, but the villain implementation is interesting in the two big games. So our audience was split right down the middle. I mean, I thought it might lean a little more one way than the other, but when I asked our audience if they preferred the, the, the franchise, um, the, the two Spider-Man games or the three Arkham games, um, I guess there's more than three Arkham games technically. There's Origins, but people don't really count that no, one. No, there's there's just three. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think people really consider Origins part of it, which is fucked it's up. A di- it's a different studio. Yeah. It's the same know. studio that's doing Gotham Knights, actually. Huh. Just go check it out one day. Which but, got delayed um, today to 2022. They... Yeah. So I will say this. Let's start with Spider-Man first. Sure. The one, the one thing I like about the... The primary villains in Spider-Man, mild spoilers, if you haven't played these games, I'm sorry. Um, For example, both of the primary villains, in the first game it was Dr. Octavius, and in this game it's Finn. Um, The Tinkerer. The the Tinkerer. Technically, in in Miles Morales, I thought it was going to be that, uh, the Troy Baker character from Roxxon or whatever. Um, well, is that it, the company Rocks on? Yeah, Rocks on. They're it, yeah, they're a that's that's a Marvel he, corporation he is, villain. Yeah. They're kind of yeah. He 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 is a, a villain in a sense, but it's worth knowing like in a sense t- to mention. Well, not just like, in a sense, but like in this particular story, he's not the big bad, but he shows up as a villain. He's a villain, yeah, in other Marvel properties as well. And um, it, it's worth noting the Finn thing. Like, the Tinkerer is an existing Spider-Man villain. Finn being the Tinkerer is an entirely new take on it and, and yeah. a, a really interesting one for this universe. It mm-hmm. is. This is not really criticism if, if you just accept comic books as being kind of silly. One thing I noticed is that how, how close everyone's related in these comic books, it just cracks me up. So, like, for example, Miles Morales has has both a good friend who's, who's an evil bad guy, uh, an uncle... Who uh, was a bad guy, and his mom is the mayor or whatever, uh, and his best well, and that's, his friends with Spider Man. Well, his mom running for mayor is directly tied to events of the first game and his life getting caught up in that sort of stuff. But 
I here's the thing with Spider-Man stories, and maybe like throwing Finn in there on top of it makes things seem a little more convoluted. Whether it be Miles Morales or Peter Parker, a big point of Spider-Man stories is always about that balance of, like, I am Miles Morales and I am Spider-Man, and I'm trying to keep these lives separate, yeah. but they keep getting caught up in each other. Yeah, that's it's, always been, like, the main draw of Spider-Man. Like, he was initially written that way. Like, like, like Harry Osborn becomes the Green Goblin, and Peter yeah. Parker is well, his not best just friend. That, it's like, just, yeah, yeah, it's like, the it's, same it's, it's personal synergy. friends, there's... there's yeah, more going on there than just oh, I'm fighting this villain because they're the bad guy. But like, there's there's a story there. But kind of like you're saying, like it, it's they have to pay the bills. Like the opening shot of Spider-Man does this excellently, where it's like panning across his room, the mail comes in, and it's an overdue rent bill. Like it's Spider-Man you know being a normal being spider-man person. doesn't pay the bills yeah then like they do that excellently like, like not, not miles morales here but like again trying to yeah, get that feeling high school age, of, but yes they're a superhero but that doesn't you know fix all their problems which i i think is kind of why iron man works because it does fix all his problems because he's he's just like no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. dude bro capitalist this up, um, yeah, and rich like makes money off of being a superhero, <clears throat> which is kind of and eventually yeah. like later adult Spider-Man stories get there in certain canons with like the the founding of Parker Industries and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. again, that's the thing I'll give credit to like the newer Spider-Man movies for doing that. The like weirdly the other ones don't delve too much with like. Peter Parker is a certifiable genius, and I feel like that's never played, not really played with enough in those older Spider-Man movies. Well, that's another yeah. thing I think is is kind of cute slash in an absurd way about uh, about Spider-Man is everyone's smart. Like Miles Morales and Finn were both like these brilliant minds who like won this competition, right? Uh, Peter and Doctor Octavius are brilliant. Everyone in their life see is seemingly like very smart, and they're all, it's just weird how many fucking they're all fucking scientists and they're well, all brilliant. A, a lot of it when you when you think about it, like to do what they do, you have to be that smart to a degree. Like there's a line in the original Insomniac Spider-Man that I really love where Miles is starting his training towards the end of the game. And he, Miles talks about how Peter's making him do all these like equations about like velocity and like a swinging pendulum. And he's like, why does any of this matter? And he's like, it matters when you're the pendulum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying you, you don't it with this kind of stuff. You can't overthink it. Cause you're going to be like, well, so Miles well, yeah, Morales there's is both Spider-Man. Friends Every super criminal has friends. Yeah. Who's yeah. His two well, villains yeah. related. I mean, like, it's this, just, this it's a lot. It's like a family tree. I mean, you look yes. at Batman even, and it, like, yes, he's rich, but like the whole point of it originally was like, he's the world's best detective as well. Like, yeah. Um, which they've kind of, that's the movies have not done. Well. Back they'll get back lately, to that. But yeah. like, he's supposed anyway. Um, Anyways, what my, my, my larger point was that, I like that the, the relationship with the the primary villains are very intimate. Like uh, mm -hmm. Finn and uh, makes Miles for a more interesting else. story. Yeah, yeah, more interesting, more personal. Like it's not just I'm trying to stop a big, a generic big bad. It's like I have a very personal relationship with. They're actually almost mirrors of the each other. Like they're both like good friends who are brilliant that they find out at the end, they have to sort of turn on them. You know what I mean? Um, whether you like the turn or not, they're like Dr. Octavius and Finn are actually oddly similar in, in yeah, that yeah. way. 
Um, but but they work well in that way, I guess, um, because they it feels more intimate and personal, which is why the only part of the uh, Insomniac Spider-Man that lost me was that third act where you were just fighting all those generic villains. Um, those are not the, generic villains. Those are the goddamn Sinister Six. Yeah, the pr- the prison break thing just kind of lost me. Yeah, but they're still not anywhere near as entertaining as Doc Ock because it's fucking Doc Ock. No, well, but well, for me, a, a big moment of that is is Ock bringing the Sinister Six together. Yeah, and like as someone who's as familiar with Spider Man as I am, like it's awesome to see those moments. Yeah, yeah it's it's not the end of the world. It's know. just like I, I mean, like they weren't it when... singing. It's 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 hard to. <laughs> oh, the, I, the musical they version's still the best. Well, but... they're not welcome back on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Um, now Spider-Man doesn't do that much with side content villains, right? They had, in the first game, they had the one, like, motorcycle guy. I'm trying to remember his name. Tombstone. Um, Tombstone, yeah. yeah. And not I never did his yeah, stuff. No. And that was that. not really side content. That was stories. There was more stuff with Tombstone's gang in the side content, but that was in the main narrative. Really? I don't remember doing any of the Tombstone stuff, and I finished the game. You have to. There's an entire he's sequence kind of, where he's MJ kind of like in the first in. act. Like, you take him yeah. down earlier on, but he's oh. like, you think he's going to be the big bad, but then it's like... The like MJ, th- yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, that. it's it's presented as if he's the one kind of in charge of everything, and, and then, then they give you the whole Doc Ock turn. And then the expansion um, features Hammerhead. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. interesting. Um. Yeah. So I mean, but but it's it's but, a kind of. A, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, um. You you were heading there before we kind of contradicted ish. You there aren't a lot of side villains in the Spider-Man games. A, a whole lot more is kind of relegated to the main story, and a lot of the side stuff is like helping out, being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and doing odds and ends type, you know, minor crime fighting stuff. And, yes. and cleaning up, like, stuff with the Kingpin, with yeah. like, yeah. being behind bars and cleaning up the Kingpin's gang and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, whereas, like, the Arkham games, one thing that I really like is you'll have side quests that'll have completely different villains just showing up, doing their oh, yeah. thing And you could miss them. Nowhere. You could never even do Completely them. missable and type stuff. That, that's the thing, like, when we're talking about villain implementation, specifically the first Arkham game, handles the implementation of its villains so well because the thought process of making that game was Batman has a huge rogues gallery. How do we get Batman to encounter all of them in one night? And the answer was he's locked in Arkham Asylum. Like it's a simple yeah. answer, but like in premise it's executed so well. It makes it yeah. makes anybody showing up make sense at that point. Like of oh, of course they've been here. Batman's caught them at some point. Like, this is just the one weird yeah. timeline where he's caught all of them. They happen to all be in Arkham at the same time, and <laughs> and and they're currently getting out, so he's got to stop Arkham it. Arkham like, was real clean really at cool that point, yeah. As yeah. far as, like, a framing device allowing you to do whatever you want. But there's no... That did it. That so. game, because it's smaller, there's no... It's not like a side content game. It's not an open world game, right? So... Well, it, it is. It's, it's a Metroidvania. World there's is, a, there's a yeah. lot of it is side content. That you just don't. So you to there's interact completely with. missable vis- villains and stuff like that. The Riddler, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Oh, like it's almost I, impossible to miss most of it, but it okay, is that's a, missable. It's not stuff that we, you need to do any of it. Can we talk about uh, my favorite villain implementation in that original game? Actually, is the Riddler, and they do the same thing um, in every game, which is the collectibles, solving the riddles, the Riddler trophy, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite for one reason. It serves as the main game's key collectible, but this is why it's my favorite. Once you have 100% of it, 
you can trace the Riddler to his location. And he's like, what are you going to do now, Dark Knight? And he's like, I'm calling the cops. And <laughs> then you do not encounter the Riddler. You never you see st- him. You never no, see him. Um, they it's, changed that in uh, uh, in Night. But uh, yeah. it, it it's just something I love. It's For like you just have like, a phone call. Because it yeah. becomes a thing, but also you end up doing these like races against it's, they're not they're not great it's yeah, the worst yeah. content in the game yeah they, like the they, races in the third one yeah yeah in, yeah in night. The, i i thought those were like annoying I mean, it's but not the worst fun. content but like i yeah. think they, they were in, the least in enjoyable general, content the in the game con- to me like the you riddler collectibles it, yeah. and side like stuff is not as good in night yeah yeah but it's, i think that's by design of the map like the map is so open like it's hard to be clever with that stuff in a big open cityscape in the yeah, way you that you could be. you can't be too be. clever. It's got to stand out. Otherwise, you'd never find it in, the, in a city yeah. that big. So it kind of... Like, in the, yeah. the creaky halls of Arkham Asylum, it was easier to hide stuff and tuck it away. Yeah, and, and make you feel clever for finding it instead of being... Like, in Arkham Knight, there'll be like, oh, he's he's put a big puzzle box on top of a bridge connecting two, you know, two burrows of Gotham. Like, and, and oh, <laughs> I wonder how this got here type stuff. It's, it's, there's two cops going, I think that might be the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. There's um, a big building with a question mark painted on it. And they're like, chief, we can't find the Riddler anywhere. Yeah. Like honestly, half the shit in Arkham Knight from the Riddler feels like Joker type shenanigans as far as like what's yeah. actually going on when you get there to them. You're like, this is, this is. This doesn't feel remotely riddle like. It seems like seems like some guy fucking around. Um, yeah, riddle me yeah. this, Batman, and then he just pulls a gun on you. <laughs> exactly. I um I liked all the how it, it wasn't really the implementation wasn't like anything amazing, but I did like how in Arc in Night I was just like oh because I'm not familiar with a lot of those people, so I'm like why is there a weird guy who wants to sword fight me in this game with a red cross on his chest oh, yeah. or that was what, great. There's another bat. What is this bat? I don't understand. I'm Batman. Man bat. Man bat. Um, Everybody <laughs> love man bat. Oh, is that my boy, Doctor well, Langstrom? That was cool because mm-hmm. you actually had to fly into him when he was flying around. And uh, uh, and yeah. then there was God. There was um. There was a ton of them. Um, kind of bur- buried in there that were. I kind of yeah. like the idea that there yeah, was this the open world and you could just is, seek them out. Yeah, I feel like they did a lot of the side villains great in there. I just, I, I feel like. The Riddler was the best in the original as far as the way they implemented that particular set of puzzles and this, whatnot. This isn't really side stuff, but in the original, I really love the implementation of Scarecrow um, through those hallucinations. Yeah. Um, Arkham's redesign of Scarecrow as a villain is, like, one of the best Scarecrow designs I think there's ever been. Oh, yeah, Scarecrow. Uh, really yeah, his good. Arkham Knight one is really good, yeah. With like, I forgot what a big part of Arkham Knight he is actually. Now that you say that, yeah, no, I feel like they did it. What I feel like they did Scarecrow right in the first one, and then just kept running with it. Like I, th- yeah. I feel like Scarecrow is good from start to finish in that series. I, I don't feel like they really misstepped with that. Because yeah, I only played the third one. And he was great with. in there. So really, yeah. really good take on. Um, I think one of Arkham City's strongest takes is uh their take on Mister Freeze, uh with the the frozen over uh, GCPD. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, there's a um but yeah, like even at the end there's that crazy weird hallucinogenic situ- uh, situation at the end with um 
Scarecrow and Joker at the end of Arkham Knight, and it's just fucking wild. Really um, good, but it's really good. But, like they try and they totally try and take that idea. Actually, the hallucinations. I I'd written this down somewhere on the notes. I can't find. Um, <laughs> in Insomniac <laughs> Spider Man, the Scorpion sequence is clearly inspired by the Arkham yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarecrow sequences. Mm-hmm. Are you like playing as Joker during that sequence or? I remember you like, see yourself as the Joker in one of those visions. Like, and you're like shooting people. It's well, weird. It's, it's so weird. Well, the game sort of restarts. Um, it, it looks like the game crashes and restarts, and then you realize like things are slightly off. Like the the bat signal is like a smile, smiley face, and then it, you're going through the intro again where you're walking into the asylum, but you're the Joker yeah. and Batman strapped to the yeah. thing and. That it's was really fucking good. Like so that, and it good, gives you yeah. a game over he shoots you and it gives you a game over screen. I remember that blew my mind at the time. I was like, holy shit. What a way to end their uh, trilogy there. That was crazy. That really was was great. That's the first game. Oh, that's the first game? Yeah. Oh. oh. That's your first or second encounter with Scarecrow in the first game. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm talking about the the ending of Night, which was also pretty wild. Oh, that's they they do some weird they, shit there, but Yeah. It's not that exactly, but again, they do playing with your perspective. Yeah. Play, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in a way that I didn't expect. And honestly, like I, I wish, I wish I could remember more vividly. My, my brain can't. It was only a couple of years ago, but I just have trouble yeah. retaining all these. I need to replay that now that we're talking about it. It's it's been a it's, while. And I wish yeah, they'd make a PS. Series. Yeah, I wish they'd remake the Arkham Collection for PS. Or at least the first and third one. I'm not a City fan, well, but the, I the love fir- f- Arkham Asylum and Arkham one City and, or, or um, Arkham Knight rather. Ar- Arkham Asylum and Arkham City got re-releases on PS4. Yeah, I um, want to see a PS5. Really and uh, Night's Free is part of that uh, PS Plus collection if you have a PS5. So. Yeah, yeah. There's that. But right. I want the PS5 version. I played it on you. Well, I think that's what he was just saying. No, but like, I don't think they haven't like made a PS5 upgrade for it. But it's, if yeah, you yeah, have yeah, a yeah, PS5, I, it's available. You can still play the PS4, which is great. But I mean, man. they're working it, on their, it, uh, their suicide. It looks game. good. It was Which one I'm of their... actually reluctantly excited for. Yeah, it's not that it looks bad at all. It's just one of the very first PS4 games, and you can kind of tell um, that it like looks really it, good. Arca- it, looks it looks real good. Yeah, Arkham Knight looked amazing at the time, and it's still it held up. It still looks real good. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I think I only had issues with like the rain effects or something weird. I'm trying to remember what it was. Something stupid that bothered me. Like, Were you looks... mad about the puddles, like the people who played Spider-Man? No, no, the puddles look fine. It was the falling rain. It looked That's weird. one of my favorite um, developer jokes ever. That whole the puddle gate thing. That in like one the of the true subsequent up. Well, one of the subsequent updates for um, when man. they put their photo mode in, they put a sticker of the puddles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> puddle man, baby, mud puddle man. There we go. Um, Full circle. Yeah, Puddle Man. <laughs> Great After I pleasure my fight. wife, Puddle Man rises from the bed sheets. Oh, you should wash your sheets. That's gross. <laughs> um, there's a great Clayface fight in I, Arkham City. I mean, the puddle. You have a mattress protector on there. How is it puddling? That's. It's just so much liquid. It's mm. Just so much. Yeah, no. Out. I, you. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and the mattress kind of you know leans to like just a put down a towel middle it's like a concave middle kind of pools in there um but if your mattress has gone concave in the middle you need a new mattress i'm i'm, I'm sorry we're, we're, i need a lot your of new back things, is going Josh. to thank me I, this is not just for you this is for anyone else there if if your bed is higher on the sides 
at this point, it's time for a new mattress. Like, treat mm-hmm. yourself. Really, treat, treat yourself. Yo self. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. I got a new Tempur Pedic about two years ago. Ooh, Damn right. Tempur-Pedic. That's a good mattress. You know what I want now? They have that. Uh, I see ads for it all the time. That cube pillow that's yeah, supposed to help I've you with spine alignment. That. I want one of those real bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I need to get one of those. I'm 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 a I'm a side sleeper, so I've got like a Same. great big body pillow for uh for the you know arm and and, I, and leg support. But I, I I'm I'm considering one of those cube pillow pillows for my head as well. I have a Katamari Damacy pillow I put between my legs of the King of All Cosmos head. <laughs> dirty, um, dirty it's where man. He, it's where he'd want to be, Rich. It's where he'd want to be. Uh, <laughs> I sleep on my side facing the door, so I can greet my sleep paralysis demon when he arrives. Exactly. It, it would be cool if the next Spider-Man game had more of an open structure to, <laughs> to um, the villain implementation. Like, if you could just explore and know that you weren't getting some sort of rudimentary side quest, you were going to maybe come across Lizard Man or something. You know, His name like, is I, the I, Lizard. I, <laughs> we, I talked about it as like, oh, there aren't villains here, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I think structured stories are better, yeah. Instead of getting a bunch of other villains, you get to know more of the people around the city. You kind of get you get mm. to know the city instead of the villains. Is you, you get the, more time mm. as Peter Parker and meet like those are good parts of the story. Yeah. And I, I, that like, being said, give us more BSS side content. Everybody wants more plasma. Yeah. Um, my my one argument. This is what I would really actually truly like as side content. One of those Spider Man games, and I'd like it to be content that seeks you out rather than you finding it. I would love an open world Spider-Man game where Craven the Hunter is constantly hunting you. <laughs> that would be cool. Like that, yeah, but there's so yeah, much like you there could are more, do. There are more ideas that you can do with Spider-Man at this point. I feel like, I feel like, honestly, Spider-Man and Miles Morales are more or less the same game as far as the plot they're telling, the way the side content works. Like there, there are minor differences, but as far as like the overall structure, it, it feels like they really kind of, they knew yeah. what they wanted to do. And, and they, they did, did it. it and they did it well. Um, yeah, no, I'm, it's not a bad thing, but I'm definitely curious to see how they do something else. Different well, not, with not, a sequel. Not yeah, else, it was but a little bit, you could say it's it safe. It was a little bit safe, um, but they did. Well, they did the trim thing the f- is, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they trim the fat. It's it's a safe it's a safe play, but that's just it. Because I think the point here wasn't a full fledged sequel. Yeah, I think exactly. the point was we want to do more with Miles in a sequel because I have to assume the sequel is going to be you playing as both of them, swapping back and forth in some way. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like just because I, I don't think co op would work in a way well, games and, like that are structured. And why would they build up Miles to just dump him off and relegate? Well, no, no, him? they're they're definitely not going to. But what I mean is, I think you'll be swapping back mm-hmm. and forth in a subsequent game. People would be upset, and if they I just th- dumped him off, well, I don't think you're going to dump him. I think the options are currently what what Rich is suggesting. Or just two series, like two concurrent yeah. series, which I think that could bit to get to be a bit much. Because you have to keep writing in excuses for why, why, yeah. why isn't this Spider-Man helping the other Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how are they going to handle? Mm, yeah. I'm curious well, well, to that, see. And that Spider-Man sh- being on vacation works for this shorter. This one instance. One, one time. But yeah. I just watched that movie. That. He's in. Uh... I, I think I think they wanted to just tell this short, concise story that is like, OK, now we can get out of the way. The whole like Miles can handle himself. He's been doing this for a while. And it was like pulling the training wheels off on him. So this way we can yeah. go into a full fledged sequel where we have 
two Spider-Men one more experienced than the other, but they can both fucking hold their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really I also think a sequel ends with Peter Parker's death. I still... I, I really think they, they do that, or they do it at the end of a trilogy. Um... I think they're going to kill off Peter Parker in this series. Yeah. They've done that yeah. in one or two. Is there a second? At least one. I'm going to say at least one to be safe because my brain is failing me right now. Run of Spider-Man at this point. So it's, well, it's not the, unprecedented. The ultimate universe yeah. where Miles originally became Spider-Man, that was how he became Spider-Man, was the, yeah. the death of Peter Parker eventually... Secret mm-hmm. War stuff happened, and the universes got folded in on each other, and now there are two Spider-Men in the 616 universe comic yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, for me, I'd like to see them implement more of the... I like the open-world structure just because I like the the fun prospect of, of feeling like there's villains that just sort of exist in the world but are not part of the main yeah. canon, but maybe that's not what they want to do with Spider-Man. Maybe... It seems like if there's a villain out there, Spider-Man knows about it. So I don't know. It's kind of like in Batman's world, it's not completely unbelievable that there are just villains hiding in the cracks. For some reason, it feels like if there's something going on. Well, in no, I, I, I think that's that's totally acceptable in Spider-Man as well. And the thing is, the choice they made when they started the Insomniac Spider-Mans was that this was an experienced Peter Parker. And this way he could just have this rogue gallery that like, yeah, the Vulture, Electro, Rhino. These are all people he's grappled with before. But at the same time, we're getting the feel yeah, they for starting over from scratch. The like way. the Green Goblin does not exist yet. They made that clear. And Venom is not a thing yet because they've been clearly it's teasing g- Venom. It's got to be Venom. They've got to be building the fuck up. Oh, to no, Venom no. It, it, it is. It's clearly Venom based off the end credit sequences of both the yeah. original game and the stuff they were they're doing in Miles there. Morales. They're heading there. They're, but, yeah. they're heading to a very different take on Venom. And I hope it's, I hope they do a good job. But they are heading to Venom. Yeah, because their Venom is Peter's friend, right? It's... um. What's his name? Well, let's not get too much into that. It's a very different... The person you're talking about is supposed to be someone else, and I don't know if you know that. What? I thought they were alluding to the a twist on... Yeah, in, in the game, but like yeah. that's, I don't, that's why I don't want to talk about that, because I, I don't know who's beating Miles Morales or knows where they're going with that. Oh, well, I would imagine... Because it, it is not a comic book's take. I mean, we could... Spoiler, yeah, skip, a, skip, ahead, skip ahead like two minutes if... Harry, okay, Harry. You're talking about Harry Osborn. In yeah. Most who, comic books, Harry Osborn is the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, it seems like they're leaning. It's toward they're him being they're Venom. leaning toward him being Venom. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, a very different take on which it. Which I think works. Is like I, I will. Yeah, I'll lead you into what I think. This is my prediction for where they actually go with that second game. I think it is going to be your Miles, your Peter, switching back and forth for like the first half. I think the Venom symbiote will bond to Harry, and then it will bond to Peter. And the rest of the game, you will be Miles Morales taking on Peter Parker as Venom. Venom Parker. Yeah. No, Venom Bond. Just Venom. Just Venom at that point, yeah. (laughs) Venom being Peter Parker is very much a thing. Yeah, that's kind of of the whole... That was the point of Venom at the beginning. Is like, yeah, Peter Parker decides, I'm not strong enough to take on all these villains I need to. And, you know, allows Venom to essentially give him more power and... Essentially, eventually take over control of all of the stuff, in, and like, yeah. In 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 the original like comic book run, Morgan, like the whole thing that bonds Venom and Eddie Brock is Eddie Brock hates Peter Parker because he thinks he ruined his professional life. Yeah. Venom wants to crack open Peter Parker's skull and eat his brain. Yeah. So oh. they're fast friends. 
Yeah, essentially, and they well, bond yeah. at that point because Peter they has both realized to, yeah, that yeah. bonding with Venom was absolutely the wrong it's call a, a and throws idea, away yeah. the suit and whatnot, at which point all the all the rest of the Venom that has become movies and whatnot happens. Um, oh. By the way, that's my favorite Peter Parker take on him being a genius who's also a dumb kid because he goes to outer space and then picks up a suit that he just has to think about it and it covers his body, and he's like, this is normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he goes to Reed yeah. Richards and he's like, "Hey, what the fuck, dude?" <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's great. But yeah, no, that um, Venom I'm Venom sure, being yeah, bonded to Peter Parker is kind of going back to the original source material the, and then yeah. taking it in a new direction from there, which I I think that's a that's a cool idea, especially totally. since they're re reexamining Venom in the context of the Spider-Verse, of of, you know, Miles Morales being Spider-Man and like there's 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 more directions to take that original story idea in a new direction now, which I think is really cool. That is going to be interesting. Yes, I would love the idea where that's the main thing going on, but also I can find Mister Lizard somewhere. His name is the Lizard, <laughs> Mister Lizard. Senior. You keep calling him Mister Lizard, and it's hilarious. For every the record, time. In, for the record, in that scene, the Lizard is also in that scene. What? Lizards in what scene? The, the scientist at the terminal is Dr. Kirk Connors, the lizard. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Um, well, you never know. Maybe I vote we bring back Monster Ock. What's Monster Ock? That is when Carnage bonds to Dr. Octavius. Oh, God. that's You know, that would be a... Carnage. I've, when, when I was a kid, Carnage was like the cool one. Everyone loved Carnage. They were like, oh, man, he's so bad. There was a game on Super Nintendo can, can, called Carnage. Can I recommend I think you... that was completely unrelated. That, that was... Wasn't yeah, that a... That, was not, that is not the same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was no, not it's, a... It's like no, a... It's a wasn't that like a, like, a, like a twisted metal precursor type yeah. of a thing? Yeah. It is no, not... No, no, no. I'm talking about the Carnage video game on Super Nintendo with... Was the, there a Carnage comic? Yes. I only remember Rich, the Carnage. you should know this. And it was lit. It was like a car. You like you were like. Oh, Rich, you never played this. Are you kidding me? This is gonna you blow your mind. Super Nintendo. Yes. This is gonna blow your mind, Rich. You're gonna come. Right oh, now. the Maximum Carnage game. Yeah. That's a. Maximum that's not a Carnage, Carnage video game. That's okay. a Spider-Man game. Yeah. Okay. What? Wait. So look you're up, playing. Let's as look up Spider-Man? Carnage. It, you're playing as you're you're playing as Spider-Man and Venom. Oh, okay, yeah. The game, see, the game, yeah, no, that's not a Carnage video game. Carnage is the villain. It's Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. Is that a good game or a bad game? It's fine. Um, if, No, if I can give you the best uh, Carnage com- content of the past 10 years, uh, Morgan. <laughs> wow. Uh, in my opinion, about 10 years ago or so, uh, they did a run on Carnage in comics called Citizen Carnage. Where uh, Carnage. where okay. Carnage attempts to become a superhero and he's terrible at it. Uh, oh, he like, tries to be a good guy. He, and he like he, he, st- he stops. It's a well at times like one of my favorite one of the opening panels in issue one is a woman is getting assaulted in um her apartment and he leaps through the window and accidentally beheads the assaulter and she just won't stop <laughs> screaming and he's like I'm trying to help. <laughs> uh, so it's like a dark comedy. Okay. Yeah. It's just he's just trying his best. Now that would be a great movie if you get like almost like a dead uh Deadpool kind of humor to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could pull that off. Um So anyways, yeah, that's I think that that's going to be really cool to see. I think that Miles Morales in general, like I said, um uh, Miles his- is great and like he has been since his introduction um like yeah, in, no, in they've comics in general. 
Yeah, they've handled and, the character excellent in the comics, and then like and in the games. Like I think they've got a good do- yeah. good job of interpreting that. Um, yeah, I didn't think they did a bad job at all. He was fine. Like, I think I still think my favorite. Char- I think the most interesting character is still probably Finn, maybe to me, but. Um, I don't know. I they made the tinkerer interesting, so I'll give them that. Was the tinkerer always kind of lame? The tinkerer is like sort of a, a villain character. Yeah, he's he's typically like a villain that is assisting other villains and like a, like oh often written as like an assistant to the vul- he's in um the original version of the tinkerer is in uh, Spider Man Home uh, Homecoming. What? Oh, he's the guy. Oh. He's the guy who makes the vulture suit. Yes, yes, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, doesn't oh okay. Yeah, that I, that is the tinkerer. That like they don't I don't think they refer they may offhandedly refer to him. They as do, such. they call him the tinkerer one time. But yeah, when they're like, making the it's, joke it's not about a thing. They don't he's make like a, a crazy thing of it. dark he's like a crazy weird bald guy, right? Yeah, like the mm. tinker technically that movie has the tinkerer and both the first and second iteration of the shocker in it. Yes. Which that's my favorite line, by the way, in that movie is when he kills the first guy and just throws the glove and goes, You're the shocker now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling Rich because I was watching the Spider-Man Homecoming out, and I was kind of I had pretty mixed feelings on it being sort of like a an, a throwaway action movie until I got to the big twist where I was like, oh, because because Rich had told me a long time ago for if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming again, I'm sorry. Uh, he was like he had told us like a long time ago that the whole idea behind Mysterio is that he's like a fraud, um, basically. Well, yeah, no, that was again like we we talked about this like. Like calling it a twist is almost laughable to me because like that's the whole mis- it's like, a twist if you have no idea who the character yeah, who Mysterio is. is. Like but that's, that's a, but but you told yeah. me that and I'm... I think to you it's not a twist at all. But I again I don't think most people are familiar with what they've done with the comics because it's gone. Frankly, the Spider-Man comics have gone so many different places over the last several years that like yeah keeping up with it is a job if you're if you're not into that at this point. So like I, I literally that's, just, that's forgivable at this point if you're if oh, you're surprised totally. by that. So But yeah. like that's um like that was my whole like Twitter prediction on that when that movie was going to theaters all that time ago. Where I was like the final act of the movie will be Peter Parker and Nick Fury baffled when they are deceived by Quentin Beck, a professional liar. <laughs> like <laughs> That's his whole thing. He's a lying well, liar who lies. But but I like that the so I'm saying I watched the movie being like I like some of the character stuff, but it's just an action. It's it almost reminded me of like Spider Man three, and then I was just like, oh, once they revealed the twist halfway through, because uh, because Rich had told me it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, well, he's not a fraud. He's flying around and shit. Like you can't be you can fake this. And there's a big sand monster. You can't fake that, right? And then whenever they revealed how he was doing it, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of clever, I guess. With all the drones, with the invisibility, and like you have to have a suspension of disbelief, of course. It's but the idea that there's all these invisible drones basically projecting this out there um, is interesting. Morgan, Morgan. Morgan. This is not that hard to believe because in this universe, like 10 years prior, Thor and the Incredible Hulk fought a wor- worm <laughs> from space in Midtown. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. It's con- contextual for me. I'm looking for Yeah, this. no. Marvel is not one for really caring if you sp- suspended disbelief at this point. I, I I guess the kindest way to put that they're they're gonna tell you their story regardless to whether you are on board or not yet is kind of their mo, um, and I think that mostly works instead of trying yeah. 
to do everything possible to make you buy into it cuz I feel like you can get bogged down in trying to make sure that everything is airtight as far as you don't, explanations you don't need go to. just like, like this is the way this world works strap in for it and enjoy the ride like yeah, like it, 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 it's one as of those much things as I love that to strap in for yeah it, like Miss Marvel fights an internet troll for like an entire <laughs> yeah. arc it's an internet troll who can take over great. TVs and like mind control people into also being assholes. And like, they never explain any of that. They're like, Oh no, no, it's just like they can pause. They can do that through screens. Totally. It, you know, that's, that's, that's a thing. thing. But um, I did like that. They showed like him even practicing with the drones. Like, you know, let's put some more firepower to these statues. It's going to be more believable if they explode. So they were kind of showing him like behind the scenes, like, how it worked. And I was like, you know what? That's that's enough for me. I, I I'm glad they showed it. And then at that point, you're watching the movie and you know that it's a ruse and it's like a little bit more. I was interested. A, a little disappointed. I never get a proper like high pitched vocally like I am Mysterio. No, yeah, there was nothing like that. <laughs> and then yeah, and then Jake Gyllenhaal up until that point was kind of like intentionally cardboard. But after that, he got to be a little more. Oh, like because he was playing the like I'm a superhero I'm guy. A good boy, and then yeah. and then when you pull back the curtain, he gets to like have fun with the character you know, yeah. I, I really he should have got actually um i'm gonna recommend this is great content uh if you guys go back uh jake gyllenhaal's instagram on the press tour for this movie is one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life there's a video of him sitting at a bar just eating like a fillet of fish in london and drinking a beer with the mysterio helmet on and it's just all dribbling up the front <laughs> it's it's quality content that's great um but uh I, I think when it I miss London. I want to. I, I we need to leave. London? I need to yeah, leave the country London when this I is over. Really, really, like there's. It's not safe at all. There's no way I'm doing this. But like in the next few years, once I'm vaccinated and whatnot, I need to get some fish and chips and a good ale in London. So like, ah, it's yeah. I could. Gotta I go. could go for that right now. That sounds. Amazing. I gotta go back to Scotland, my man. I gotta get out of here. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I enjoyed, I played Miles Morales for a couple of weeks and, uh, I slowly meticulously working my way through it and I finished it. I was kind of bummed when Rich told me I had to beat the game twice to get the platinum trophy. Some of uh, us beat it three times for sport. I was, I was like meticulously going through it to actually for the first time ever, just do everything before the credits rolled. And then of course it's the first game I tried to platinum that required me to beat it multiple times. So. Obviously, tried to while the, I succeeded. The gods. I've not gone back to that. Me. I wanted to go back through on. Hard I, I would. I feel like I should comment because I know we do have uh, plenty of listeners who play it. Um, I've not started the new Avengers content yet because uh, the ass backwards way you need to import your save to the PS5 upgrade. I did not have time to go jump through the hoops today. Um, but I'm gonna play the Hawkeye content, everyone. I'm gonna play it. I. <sighs> I I really, I really want that game to become the thing I think it should be. Speaking of hawks and eagles and superhero content, I was going to introduce Rich this with his show by going, Bird um, And they say that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. Is now a good time for a bathroom break? <laughs> oh. You know, who, who doesn't love the Nickelback Spider-Man I mean, I involuntarily started Most people. peeing myself wait, as soon as that Spider-Man song started. So. Spider-Man what, 3? I don't know. Spider-Man 3 is the bad one, so we'll probably say we let Nickelback be in that. Who I don't remember who? a Nickelback song in the first two. 
Oh, but, there's a, but it's likely that to, there was, and I've blocked it out. It's a repressed memory, yeah. yeah. Great great lyrics, like, let's hang on to the wings of the eagle. But also, it might life. be one of those songs that's not even, like, in the movie. It's just, yeah, like, scenes from it or in the music video. The songs Probably there the where credits. they did music videos that were tie-ins to the movies back in... That doesn't count. post credit scenes didn't exist yet, so we all left. Yeah, well, not God, even post credit scenes, but, like, just the music video happens to... To have them, uh, like, do you oh. remember that? Where they they did that for a few music videos. They're like, oh no, this is totally gonna tie into the movie, and we're gonna make this an advertising yeah, and it's push. Almost was, always, the terrible. early odds were weird, guys. Oh, while we're on good superhero media, um, Invincible starts next week. Ooh, yes, it does. A week from today. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, you should watch that. You would very much. That that is a superhero that, cartoon. That will be you your very jam. much like. Yeah, I think you'd like called? that. Invincible. Invincible. It's on. It's on Amazon. It's on Prime starting Prime. next. Let next me let me write this week. down. Oops. God damn it! Why don't we take a break? What if we just play this? <laughs> we just play that song. Yeah, leave that peeing. playing. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Okay, everybody, let's go pee. I'm gonna let it play. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a t-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. Um, but yeah, thank you. That was a cool introduction back to the show. Talking a little bit about Bitcoin. Obviously, Bitcoin. Oh, did you think here. that was going in the show? Bitcoin experts. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I I did play the entire uh, Chad Kroger song while you were in the bathroom. Almost all of it until Rich told me about the Bitcoin thing. So I'm glad I was. I'm glad I was shitting for that. Um, I, I forgot to mention one thing. It actually also features the singer of the hot new metal band Saliva uh, joins them for oh, that dear song. God. <laughs> he has a I'd verse in that Saliva. Dear God. Can we just end the show? <laughs> Look, I think we did, girl. whether we meant to or not. Yeah, that was the Bitcoin was the this is the way out. Um, so back to picking up the Miles Morales to put a bow on that. Um, I The reason I picked it up again after so long was I saw that it was nominated for uh, so long BAFTAs. it came out like five months ago i put it di- i pl- Man, so teeth. here's the truth i played the first hour and i was like there was uh, like the rhino sequence and i saw the the rock song guy and i thought he was the villain and i was wrong and i was just like nah, I, don't, I don't know i'm just not feeling it right now i'll come back later when i have more time right so whenever i saw it got nominated for bafta game of the year which was a little bit of a sleeper cuz it hadn't been nominated for a lot of game of the years but bafta had some sleepers in there um they the game of the year for the baftas uh, they off with final fantasy 7 remake and doom eternal and in with 
Half-Life Alex and Spider-Man, which I thought was a bit of a shocker. I mean, that game had been received well, but I was a BAFTA game of the year. I think that probably surprised even Insomniac. Um, although Rich would say it was in March. I, mean, I, 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 can, I can see both of those. But yeah, we assume Half-Life Alex is great. We just haven't played it. So. Yeah. God, I wish I, I wish I had hardware to play that on PC, but that's just... Same. One day. I really wish PC VR was accessible as the PSVR. Like, that's just... That's something that they need to have a market for right now. What about the smaller headset, Josh? Isn't that one supposed to be great? The... the... The what is it? The Vive two. The what is it? The Oculus. Well, that's Quest. It's, it's that's yeah. The, no, the, the, the Oculus Quest. Yeah, they've they've the Quest, they've yes. moved in that direction. But for the thing to work at all, period, the hardware has to be registered and run through Facebook. And no, like there's there's literally a zero percent chance that I'm giving any information ever to Facebook. Understandably, because fuck Facebook, like. They're the only company doing the, the, that's what the market needs right now. They Like literally that's the only headset moving the direction that I really think the hardware needs to go as far as accessible for a mass market. But God fucking damn it. Why would you, why would, like, I know why they would make it need a Facebook login. I know why. But and also, that's why I that. there's there's a zero percent chance I'd ever and, oh, get the, it. The, the problem is Facebook doesn't want you to have dummy accounts either. Like yeah. it tries to shut dummy accounts down. It's like do, I'm not giving you my fucking information. Yeah, I'll give you mine. Um, yeah, because I like stupid. we, we need uh, Morgan who will now perform a dramatic one hundred percent evil to move the market in that direction, and and I think it would be in a good spot. So Morgan will now provide a dramatic reading of his social security number. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh shit didn't even lose my train of thought anyways i was like oh damn a bafta game of the year dom- nomination you know what maybe the time is right i've been kind of busy i i writing a lot of music and stuff and i slowly hacking through demon souls god knows that game is a bitch so i was like you know what i think the time is right and uh i put it in and uh I got through that first hour, whatever, where you have that nice scene in his house or whatever, and I, I was able to get into it. And you know what? The, the combat this time around is so good. They did such well, a good yeah. job. It, here's, here's the difference. Swinging and combat and everything feels better, and that's because you basically start the game with like the completed skill trees from the end of uh, Insomniac's game. Yeah, yeah. and then they I- add to it. Because of Miles' abil- extra abilities, his, yeah. uh, his, his camouflage and his uh, Venom Punch. Yeah. yeah, like I just felt like I could do so much. Like, what what I love about these games is how you can sort of like, I uh, use the stealth and then break the stealth in a fun way. Like basically, if I use the stealth and if someone sees me, I hide for twenty seconds and then I get and then I just yeah. stealth like four or five guys again. It's pretty funny. Yeah, um, no, they do just a good stacking job dudes of, up on like, the ceiling. You can yeah. you can break stealth, hit some guy. Like not not stealth stealth, but like just hiding from somebody, but being on the roof or whatever, and like. Get into combat and then break combat super easily in this, which I think feels good for getting that whole, you know. I I I feel like this is something they did really well in Arkham Knight, oddly, as well. Like, I feel like it was easier to get back out of combat in that game than some of the earlier ones. And kind of yeah. like reassess, yeah, yeah. Well, and that like, comes like with that, the nature of the bigger good map. feeling as far as like trying to get. Like the idea of what the character is to to translate into gameplay a little bit better. Yep. 
to like strike and retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. I was having issues with the stealth, but I was like, oh, wait a second. I can, you can just hit just... a button and you're stealth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or like was the, was the camouflage a thing in the first game? I don't remember no, that. No, no, that's unique the, the, to oh. Miles. The, to Miles. Miles that's Morales. That's like the best part of it. Well, no, that's just the thing. Like that's those things are unique to Miles Morales. The bioelectricity and the camouflage are two superpowers that Miles Morales has that Peter Parker does not. Yeah, I, that that's my favorite part is the stealth. Honestly, like I think that's what makes it the most fun because I I'm one of those people where like I'll I'll get a guy and I don't feel like anyone's looking at me, but then they'll somehow hear me and I'm like, how did you hear me put this guy on the roof, you motherfucker? That's impossible. But when you're invisible, it just doesn't it's matter. Not, because... It's not as punishing whenever you can just be like, yeah, like it's it's there's a plan it's, B. Yeah, it's 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 like a mulligan when you're playing D and D. Like no, I I can totally fucking do this. Let, let me re-roll this bullshit. Like I've, I I did not fucking roll a one here. God damn it! Like and allowing you to just kind of reset does yes. make it feel significantly better when you just when something you don't expect happens. Which that that's just that's a given playing a video game at this point, but. It's nice to be have a to have a say in the matter. Um, yeah, and that, the game doesn't really promote you doing that. I just found that it helps. Like whenever you get overwhelmed, all you have to do is hide for like twenty seconds. There, it's like in Metal Gear back in the day where you'd run for twenty seconds and the guards would go from red to yellow, and you're like, okay, now I can. It's the same like video gamey kind of thing that you do. Yeah, in you're games. you're playing with the AI's awareness. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's but like you know, if you get into a flow in a fight where you take down a bunch of guys stealth, maybe you grab a rocket and throw it back. You, um, I know a couple times randomly, it only happened to me like three times over the course of like literally six hours my uh, miles morales suit had these big spider legs come out of it for some reason and when i was using the the matter suit the that's looking suit, one of the that's, that's one the, of the ability suits. associated with that suit i i use that yeah, that's you get the, the, suit the, the, the uh, what is it that's the 2099 suit, suit is the one with the or am i no the programmable matter suit is the one with the yeah I, I was using the suit power all the time i thought I don't understand. Not right? that one. You probably changed your suit power without realizing it. Oh, that maybe is the, I did. That is the suit power for that, that one. Is Much the in the same way the um, Iron Spider had that. Yeah, the Iron oh. Spider had that in the, in the original one. game. That's the one that I was yeah, thinking Yeah, that one of. looks yeah. cool. That's my go-to suit for Miles Morales was the, the, yeah. the Matter suit. I actually I just, like okay. the 2020 suit. It, that's, that's, that's such a good suit. It looks suit. so fucking good. The, 2020 I, I actually, I actually yeah, do want to talk about... The one specifically for this game. It's 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 a new suit that they... Made for this one. It's it's just it's with the with like the LED like Daft Punk looking Screen, fucking yeah like the, the headphone jacks going yeah. inside. Oh, it's, um, that is a sick. It's fucking outfit. cool as hell. Oh um, yeah, that one's with cool. Like, yeah, yeah that like that the fucking cool. li- li- you know LED lit Air the, Jordan uh, suits like, like uh, that. I actually good. wanted to, to specifically bring up the programmable matter suit and the suit Josh is talking about. Um, to talk about like the visual changes from the PS4 to the PS5 version. Because I played this through on PS4 first and then replayed it on PS5. When I was playing the PS4 version, I thought the programmable matter suit was the stupidest looking suit in the game. <laughs> and then I played it on the PS5 version where they do proper HDR and ray tracing and all yeah. these light lighting effects. Yeah. And it looks fucking sick. Way better, yeah. On the, like, on, in the, the PS4 version, it looks stupid as hell. Like, it is dumb, dumb it looks like a It looks like a literal fucking Porygon. Yeah, That's it's it's ridiculous. like what what is happening here? 
Well, and even but, like the animated suit shows you that if they ever wanted to make like a cell shaded animated looking game, it would look amazing. If you use like the oh, Miles Morales, oh yeah, big like, they made a Batman Spider Beyond Verse game or something, too. it would look like that. It was like, oh my god, that look- that Spider Verse suit. Also, one of the things I love about it, it comes with a uh, a suit mod that literally slows down the frame rate on your character to yeah. give it that effect from the film. That is the coolest goddamn effect. Like that that the one suit mod in that game should get more respect than almost anything done in animation and all of gaming for the entire fucking year for a suit mod for an optional suit mod because that that just slows down the frame rate on just your character you're still, you're still playing at a locked 60 if you're not a fucking moron and you know mm. you should be playing in a performance mode i don't like the rate tracing is um, fine but it's still like well no no let me, let me say this because but, i don't this came out later um mm-hmm. i forget what it's called um there is a a mode uh, like the uh, in between mode that now? splits splits the difference. Yeah, it keeps you at the locked sixty and preserves ray tracing, but it cuts down on cr- crowd density. Like yeah. the thing is, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's sixty that, f. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, by the time I was playing the PS5 version, that was there. So it keeps the locked sixty and manages to get ray tracing in there too, and it mm-hmm. just cuts down on crowd density. And a lot of people were like, "Well, doesn't feel like New York without the crowds." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm never on the you're ground. never on the I ground. Don't care. Like you're, you're there the every ground. now and then, but no. like." That's yeah, no, thing, that's, like, that's, but yes, actually, you need to play it in lock 60, but it, going, what I was back, the game is still in lock 60. It is buttery smooth, but it does the same thing that Into the Spider-Verse did with mixed frame rates, um, where your character is running at 24 frames per second. So you're getting into the an, Spider-Verse. An, you mean? Yeah, no, no. Into the Spider-Verse had mixed frame rates. I don't know if you oh. noticed that. Yeah, I it's 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 fucking morgan dope. didn't he, that was a movie for kids he didn't know yeah no it's a movie for yeah. kids I, in, <laughs> I in the escape the scene setting, yeah. from uh from doc ock which fuck it oh god live live octavius. live <laughs> yeah, yeah. live octavius god we need that we need that like that that, that thing, is a um, great fucking character design yes it is but anyway Oct- in the escape octavius. in the escape from doc yeah, ock yeah, into the yes, spider verse yes the lady one gotcha. the two spider-men escaping during that scene are running at different frames per second depending yes. on their expertise at being spider-man at the moment i know what you're talking about yes, and it's yes. just one of the oh it just it like, looks it, real unique yeah yeah it yeah it's it's it is yeah but anyway Pretty they cool managed to pull that sure. off in a video game <laughs> by having the game yeah. run buttery smooth but you still be running at a 24 frames per second animated style look to the way and, and making these animations work even to have them yeah. even read at that low of a frame rate at that point is just magnificent that they even pulled it off so anyway lots of shield ripping so i the the last boss was really well done oh my god the music during the last boss fight i had it they took the spider-man theme and they like epified it or and another cool thing about the music is that it's like um it's one of the first orchestral like hip hop scores I've heard where it's like orchestral and sort of like hip hop or rap. It's weird. It's got like, no, a I, very... get, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's got a unique, yeah. like distinct sound to it. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. Somebody has been, I like, I've been using yeah. my, uh, my I, drum machine a lot lately and yeah. like, it sounds just like someone ran like a, a high end movie composition, but with like nice 808 drums or something on it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's cool I, though. I, I feel like, there's been a lot of UK hip hop that's been moving that direction for the last several years. And really? That, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. There's some, there's like, some really cool stuff being done there. 
Um, huh. And this is kind of it, it's not that, but it's taking a lot of the ideas from that and making yeah. it its own. It's not like it's, a it's film really score, cool. but it's the same sort of yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they did. Yeah, like you're saying, the 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 final boss theme in this game is really cool. Very so. good. Yeah, I wish I would have had played that before the would have played some of that on the Game of the Year show because even like when you're going around the city, it plays what like the menu music on the PS5 when you're sitting on the logo has that. Um, that whatever that main motif is with the, with the beat and it sounds it's just it's a it's a unique soundtrack it's cool it sounds really yeah. really good absolutely absolutely uh let's see yeah, overall I really enjoyed it I mean I think if they can combine the best elements of this game and the first game then there the next one is gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty crazy I really do and there's that nice side mission that you finish where it leads you to that big Black Lives Matter mural I don't is that only visible if you finish all of the missions on there? that only yes. that's a change that's made to the map if you do those missions yeah yeah oh, okay. and then you get that really dope looking um like oh, a, God. a, a yeah, hometown suit? hero suit yeah, with the, the gold t- trim in place of the red that is sick yeah that, that's that's cool. another one of the great looking suits I have, there, I have trouble there are a though, lot like, of good looking outfits this was a in there a lot of the are. Spider-Man games, there's like one or two good suits, and they're the almost Insomniac, universally excellent in this game. The original Insomniac one had a good swath of suits, and the thing is, it's easier there because Peter Parker has been around for so much longer and has so many more suits. Like uh, Miles Morales has has been around for you know over a decade. Yeah, a at decade this point. at this point, yeah. But, but... um, like. He d- he doesn't have that number of suits, but there's a good selection here, and I don't think there's one I dislike. Yeah, no, they're all good. Like they, they all like. Again, I love the 2020 suit so much that I almost had a hard so time good. switching out of it. But like, there were so many that every time I'd unlock one, I'd be like, "Oh no, no, I've got to use this at this point." But it's it's just, yeah, no, they they did a it's great job with the suits in this game. Yeah, see, I had the same I problem, wanted Josh. to use I, every single one of them every time I unlocked one because they just they looked that cool. So. I mean, at least in Insomniac, the choice was easy. I just do the bombastic bagman for the whole game. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I just loved the 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 matter suit so much that I every time I got a new suit, I'm like, that's cool, but I can't change because I I'm stuck in my ways. I can't do it. I also yeah. really like the the 2099 suit. I wore that one for a while. That one's good too. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool suits. in the in the first Spider Man. I just yeah. wanted the punk Spider Man suit with the weird punk spike sticking out of his head because I figured that if he was in New York, and that's was not like the, the uh, Amazing Bag Man. That's clearly a London punk. But all right, Morgan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, London punk. Uh, well, you know, London. The ama- amazing Amazing Bag. Those are not the same city. Um, the Amazing <laughs> Bag Man all day. Um, this came later in like updates, and I replayed a little bit of the the remaster on PS5. Um. The Future Foundation suit, which is one of my favorite Spider-Man suits ever. Uh, which is mm. the solid white with the black spider. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. What? Negatives here. Oh, and Scarlet Spider. Always Scarlet Spider. The Spider-Man suit, kind of like the one they kind of intend you to go. Like, they, they're kind of like the Spider-Man suit. The generic one. Miles Morales one. Is... It's not bad, but it's one of my least favorite suits in this. Like, I feel like really? the I like that one, but it's, it's just fine. Generic. It's just it's generic. fine, but like, I feel like the in both games they lead you towards a suit is like the one that's like theoretically yeah. canon ish in both. And I feel like, like in this one is the, the Spider Man suit. Yeah, in Spider Man, 
is better than the Spider-Man suit, Miles Morales. But I also feel like the way you unlock them in this comes at such a faster pace because it's a shorter game that you don't feel like you're cheating by wearing a different suit as much yeah. in this one. At least to me, I th- it felt like something you've got way more choice in. If- you know what's... Um- yeah, like, and you wanted to try them all map because you know the time was more limited and you don't feel yeah. as led by the hand. And I ended up wearing that gold trim one for quite a while, the uh, yeah. the Harlem Hero one, because that that's good. good. See, uh, I felt like they were leading me to the antimatter one because I think it's part of the story. I think you get it. Well, when... that's in the same way, like, towards the end of the original game, you get the suit like the made Doc out of the Ox same suit. material as Doc Ock's tentacles. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one was um, cool, too. That's yeah. a good, that's, I love that suit. Like, you know what, actually, I that's wore like a at the lot. very end. It's like, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a new one in the remaster of the original game that I really like because it's clearly like a a different design of the Insomniac Spider-Man suit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it has like those white accents that are clearly like armor on the Insomniac suit, like more reinforced parts of it. They Mm -hmm. have a version of it in the remaster where it's like, oh, this one has a lot more armor. Um, And it's kind of a cool look. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there's it's just a lot of cool stuff, but yeah, it's hard to switch. I really want to go through with a like. PS5 version of that. I've not done that yet. I've, I am not done with it, but I've been doing yeah, it in small doses. Um, I thought I'd save it for whenever they announced this. Yeah, I especially when uh, I saw that it had a different trophy list, and I was like, "Oh, I'll platinum this again." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh," they go, I, "Yeah, I platinumed." Uh, it's like, oh no, Marvel. my OCD. I platinumed Marvel Spider Man twice. <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah it's kind of cool that they gave hey, you another that's, that's one of the few games worth it though to be fair so yeah uh yeah um uh before i uh before you guys spill in the cross code i was just gonna say really really briefly i can talk more about next week that i did start loop hero and um right. i'm really i that's one of those smaller few small games that i've played over the past probably year that like i just connected to right away i got into it like almost immediately i was i was really in, enjoying it yeah um it's got a lot of the things that make my brain tick like non combat like combat systems where you don't have to have a lot of interaction like uh Final like 12 nutrients. Yeah, yeah, like where you so can it's just bad. hands off the combat, combat is the I, I loot. love that stuff, which yeah. is one hundred percent Morgan's jam. Like this is this is combat an indie is game loot. that is made for Morgan as far as like the the way the systems interact with each other and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. um, it's true. It it is an auto battling rogue like card ish, but not based, generic. Yeah, card based um, game. It's um. All right. Um, the universe has been destroyed. There is nothing, but somehow you are still there. Um, and you have to, to me all the time. go on loop after loop of the tiny little bit of the world that happens to be left after it's teeny been destroyed. Bit. And there's tiny. monsters. We know that. Um, there's monsters. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a not lich, a lot. I've heard. Whatever happens to show up. Um, but essentially, your job is to remember the world that was before everything was destroyed and and also is that what you're doing you're remembering the world every time you kill you're remembering the world is is what's going on and you will slowly it's i said roguelike it's more of a roguelite because you are building up uh, a bunch of stats and a base a home base to uh to give you new cards and new classes to play the game as mm-hmm. um which will give you different sets of gear and also different stats to care about yeah. um 
Like you so start when, off with when a, you say like remember though, are you referring to when you're building the world or because when you're in the loop, you are finding like trees and rocks and mountain cards. Those that's loot. Yeah, that yeah, doing, you, right? you that's find different. those things, and uh, the idea is you'll eventually bring them back to your campsite and flesh that out. It'll become more of a, you know, like little, you know, like caravan that's that's yeah. kind of evolved there and eventually a village and then past that a town and an outpost like it's you kind of you build off of that and your you know idea being you're gonna somehow your main character is the the one who whenever they remember stuff it's able to stick um yeah. and you're your well, goal that, is to to bring the world back. Yes, that's what's funny destroyed. when you first meet those people at the camp because there's not supposed to be anyone there. But he's like, "Why are there people here?" And they're like, "I don't. We don't know why we're here. We don't know why we're here. We don't know why we remember you for some reason when you leave and come back." Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Um, but the story stuff is actually kind of interesting and it's sort of a silly, but like the idea that the world is basically an empty void, um, and you're sort of piecing it back together. It's kind of interesting how they play with that. Yeah. It's um, not too serious. No, it's not too serious. I almost get like, not the same vibes, but I get sort of like similar vibes to like adventure time, post-apocalyptic type of a storytelling thing. Well, there is a lich. Yeah. Well, A, a, there's a lich, but like B. Pronounce lick. (laughs) um, Incorrect. (laughs) Um. They they do a good job of making it humorous, but also like the world is ended. Like it's it's serious, but not it's not that serious. You're still playing a game. Um, a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, I can. And, yeah, yeah, I can. And Josh, I I thought about this a lot because I listen to people talk about this game a lot, and even though it's not interesting to me when people talk about it, it sounds like nonsense. It's a very difficult game to talk about because you're just talking about nonsense. It's because it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Like the mm. way you'd explain it. So this is how I'd break it down for people. You don't have any sort of, it's non-interactive combat. It's all automated, which is nice. Your character just goes and loops. It's like NASCAR, boom, 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 uh, or Monopoly. And instead of a uh, pass go or whatever, like a monopoly, you have a little campfire. And when you get there, you can ret- retreat with your supplies or you can try and keep going around this loop where it gets yeah. harder and harder and harder. And supplies and cards are dropping like crazy loot uh, and the supplies that populate the world with fun. It's like a game board where you make everything um, where you change the effects. And it's just yeah. a, it's a loop that goes around and around and around. And it's very. Addictive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you as you're going around this loop, you're getting in fights with uh, different enemies that will spawn based off of um, just by default. You'll have just slimes show up like on a random tile. Mm-hmm. If you happen to walk through gotta it, it's have got, some slimes, it's yeah. got like a low chance of a slime to spawn each in game day, which happens like. Mm-hmm. Like your first time around the loop, like three or four times per loop. But then after that, because it continues to run while you're in combat, as you add harder combat into the into the loop, more days will pass per loop. So more enemies will spawn per loop. And like the the entire thing just kind of ends up spiraling out of control. Mm -hmm. And the. The loop, as opposed to like the end game, but like what your decision making in this game is essentially. Um, 
continuing to gear up your character as you go because each thing will like spawn or will will drop different items as as you kill them will drop different cards which you can choose to put onto your track to give you harder enemies to fight as you go through which will give you better stuff but will be harder to fight um yeah like i the, see those cards and i'm like i don't want to put this down you yeah the, the entire thing is built around push your luck like that that, that is yes, that is the mechanic luck. in this is push your luck um, should you go back to town or should you give it a, i'm trying to think of like a game that's a really good example of push your luck like um like where you're like i should should i keep going or should i take it it's almost like back when you would watch who who wants to be a millionaire as a kid mm-hmm. and they'd have like four hundred thousand dollars and you're like ah should they just take it and go home or should they keep on you know um god i can't believe i just used that as a reference uh yeah ask your (laughs) ask your parents kids um it it is very much like that because like they're i i I don't give up soon enough most of the time i have lost so many supplies i have like oh no i can i can make it i can i can can make it another way around like another time around um, and then you're like, fuck, man, these things are hitting harder this time for something. I know. And then you like, you lose a bunch of stuff, um, which, um, they, they have a good thing with that. Like if you're out of combat, like before you've got into another fight, you can choose to retreat if you're not back around your camp again and you'll lose like a third of your stuff. Yeah. Um, no, you get to keep a third of your stuff. No, no, no. You're 30, like, you, you lose a third of it. But oh. if you push it even past that and you die. You only keep a third of it. Oh, so you can just leave it any time. You can just leave it any time and you lose a third of it. Okay. Which is not good. Like, you're still losing a lot at that point. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, yeah. it, you're still getting double what you'd do if you just die and then have I to think leave the only thing, at that I point. I think the only opportunity they missed, Josh, is that if it's a track, they could have done like a Fury Road crossover where you are actually in an apocalyptic vehicle driving laps. That would have been great. And you're fighting other cars. I mean, the, the it, Furiosa expansion everyone's waiting for. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Fury Road Loop Hero expansion <laughs> where you are actually doing laps. Um, it's so it's I, that's what I like about it. It's very addictive um, and loot driven, but there's really nothing like it. That Same I can thing think I love of. about Coke. I can't think of a, anything really like it at all. I really can't. It's very yeah. unique. It, it feels an awful lot as far as the way the loot systems and everything go to like playing NetHack like way, way back in the day as far as mm-hmm. like the loot you get, the, the random drops you get are super important because so many games of that I remember playing way and back the in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. You just get a run. There was no way you were ever going to beat it. No matter how well you knew the systems, no matter how well you knew the game, an awful lot of it was based off of your luck for like early drops that you got killing stuff. But because the whole thing is loop based and like, if you recognize that you're just getting shit drops, you can duck out of there anytime you get back around to the campfire and just take what you've gotten and leave. Um, which I think is a good way to frame that. Like you're going to get some bad runs yeah, and allowing you to recognize that and get more out of it. Like, okay, I'm just going to take my stuff and we're going to start over, see if I can get a better, better rolls next time, um, which is good. Like but I still uh, end up somehow, yeah. even though I you know greedy, for a you fact greedy, yeah. that I'm not going to make it back around, I'll do it anyway. Like, it's, this it, seems, it, it yeah. does such a good job of making you feel like, oh, no, no, I, I can totally make it around again. 
I can do this. You're yeah. Like, I just put a bunch of these trees down that are giving me five HP. Yeah, Next yeah, time exactly. I go around it's... that fucking uh, campfire. Things are looking up. Yeah. yeah. Like, even though you know you don't have the stats to do this, you'll convince yourself. And I. This like, game, oh, I don't know how it does it, in that corner. I but it, it is, this game is able to make me make the worst decisions. That's good. Because you're not the really time. one of the people that, yeah, you're not a, a bad decision maker. Um, yeah. And it, it it does like this Other game makes me push my luck past yeah. what I know is That's you. is smart mm-hmm. all the time in this game, yeah. just all which the is, time. Which is, is that, that's a good sign of making you feel like it's. I understand the systems. I know that it's a fucking terrible idea, and I do it anyway mm-hmm. um, because it's just it's satisfying to to push mm-hmm. your luck in this game. It's just. Yeah, it's it's tuned so perfectly. Also, the music is really nice too. Very nice, sort of classical, yeah, like uh, creepy, like Halloween chip tune kind of music. Um, but it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I yeah, it's uh, uh, even for a smaller game, I, I'm really, it's really neat. I'm really mm-hmm. into it. I just wish it was a little more. It's a, it's a shame they don't have it on the Switch yet because this seems really made for the go. Like this, I could see this game blowing up if it was on the Switch. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's doing well enough already, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I think um, it is, but... The Switch is a weird one because there have been a handful of games that are like, oh, no, this is a, this is a mobile game. You will use the touchscreen, and, and we're going to play it that way. And that, 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 I feel like, is that's where the game would work on this mm-hmm. um, because like, just the way the UI works and whatnot... It would just be easier. It would yeah. be way easier to just be like, no, we will require to use the, you to use the touchscreen on this um, because otherwise you're, you're going to have a bad time. Um, it's going to be not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would love this, but for the most part, Nintendo's like, no, you're going to make this work on, in dock mode and whatnot. Not all of them have done that, but the vast majority at this point have had to work in. At the very mode least, well. it should support the touchscreen yeah, stuff. Yeah, like uh, yes, uh, it and that's that's. I feel like it would work better if they're just like, oh no, it only works in touchscreen. This screen is the mode. only way to do it because then it's built around that. Yeah. yeah, and I don't feel I, I don't know, I don't know, I I don't know where Nintendo stands on that at this point because they've kind of they've gone both directions, and I feel like earlier wherever on, it is, I'm sure it's somewhere ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, I feel like earlier on there were a few more touchscreen only games, and they've kind of more or less dropped that at this point. I've not seen any touchscreen only games in the last year, or so. Um, but yeah, you never know. I, I I think it could work because again, the way the whole thing's set up, you could do a loop or so, you know, kind of wait and come back to it. It it, it would work well enough. Uh, the game the game is basically possible at any point, so you could. It would work mobile extremely well already. Um, other than, like I was saying, having to have a UI that works with D-pad and you know, in dock mode and whatever, it's already set up as far as the way the gameplay wor- loop works and whatnot to be a natural fit on the Switch. Um yeah, I I could see it going there, but again, I think currently, unless they did some significant work on it to make it work outside of touchscreen mode, there it's not quite there. Um, but the gameplay loop works for how a handheld game would work, so it's it, 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 it's it's close enough. But um, 
it is this is I'm 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 a fairly big roguelike fan and I feel like this game is not my favorite roguelike as far as the mechanics that that kind of go into making it interesting to all the decisions you make during a run or whatever but like I was mentioning earlier I think the way they nail the feeling of pushing your luck in this game is it's the best I've seen in a long time as far as the idea of understanding the systems and knowing when you are in over your head, because I feel like most roguelikes don't, that's just, it's not something you consider um, in them. Like there are not a lot of roguelikes where you're given the opportunity back out of a run whenever you think you are as far as you can get. Um, and it's a really cool idea that I, I'd like to see in other games at this point because they do it so well here. The idea of, oh no, I'm not going to be able to beat this boss. I'm not going to be able to do this whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it works here because it's not skill-based because you're not controlling the character. It's an, it's an auto-battler. You don't feel guilty for backing out because you know it's based on the stats. Um, you, it's it's not a matter of pride that you are in over your head. You can just say, "Oh no, my character can't can't do this." Um, but I think that that could translate to games where you are in control of the character. It's just I think it's it's going to be a different balancing act at that point because. You know, obviously, at that point, there's going to be more, uh, more agency involved, more pride involved in the, uh, in the equation at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, I think by having this be an auto battler, it it gives you an in to the idea of understanding how the systems work and understanding, um how far you want to push yourself with, with, um, I mean, this is something that rogue legacy did a lot, but not, but again, they didn't like, there wasn't a way to back out of a run. Like every now and then you'd get a series of, um, of like new heirs to the, you know, to the bloodline and they'd all suck and you'd know yeah. there's no way this run is so that you going... just throw it, but like to a point but yeah. like it, it's almost like the it's just adding like a, a quick reset button to a game like well, I not think just you a can... quick reset button it's 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 adding a you have to choose the quick reset button and if you are trying to get further than that you're gonna lose out on on some of the rewards you could get for yeah. knowing that you're done um, and that's not really something you get in other games. Like, there's not a way to back out of Spelunky. Like, oh no, I'm not gonna. But there's no I, way I'm I gonna think get you, more. You out of could this. implement something like that to yeah. those games in the form of like an item that gives you like a. You could pull it down this ladder and make like a quick escape, but you miss out on X Y Z thing possibly. But you get but you more cut your losses for, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is that's that's a really cool idea in a roguelike because you're not totally. gonna win every run. And the concept of knowing when you are not going to make it is a really cool way of understanding that. Because 
Totally. In some games, they're tuned where you can you can make it with literally anything. Like Hades, I love because given given the set of moves and abilities that you've got and whatnot, if you know enough about the game, you can literally win every run of that game. Um, yeah. Once you get to a certain point of mastery of it, which is really cool. Like, that's that's great. I love that. Spelunky is similar until you get to, like, the crazy eggplant runs and whatnot, where it's like, okay, you can... You, you kind of need things There's to line up a, for you a little bit, but, like... Um, almost insurmountable amount of variance in that game. Yes. Um, but, again, a lot of it is built on your mastery of it. It's... it's it's You have a ton of agency in that game. Um, this, this is kind of taking more of the... Binding of Isaac does this a lot, where, like, if you just get shit rolls, you're just, you're going to get outclassed by literally everything as you, as you go on into the game. Um, but there's not anything you can do about it. There's nothing, like, you don't get more by understanding you're fucked and giving up at that point. You just, you keep pushing your luck. You keep going as far as you go, but it's, it's not a matter of... Pushing your luck's not even the right word there because as you go further, you're just you're just seeing how far you can get with a run at that point. There's no upside to quitting. You're just quitting at that point. Um This game rewards you for knowing when to quit, which I think is a really cool idea. And I, I would yeah, like absolutely. to see that in some other form of roguelike at this point. Um I don't know what that is because I feel like this game does it so well, and I've I I don't know how it would translate to other. It's not types a one for robots. one translation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I feel like it's so unique to itself because it's an auto battler sort of system to it. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like it almost feels board game like as far as that goes. Um, like I get not a uh, there's a lot of board games that do that sort of feeling. Like, um knowing when to give up like okay i'm gonna stop here like just push your luck type of board games I, yeah i feel i feel like this game has gotten a lot of influence from board gaming um board gaming has been coming back in a big way the past couple of years in, in a way that's influencing video game market as well i think clearly so that's yeah and i, I can see sense. a lot of it in loop hero um and it's it's been really cool um i have loved this game in the last week or two or so i've got like 40 50 hours in the thing in a couple weeks just because it's so satisfying to uh um because it's an auto battler because you can pause it at any moment i have played uh, in a lot of other games i'll like mostly play and then watch something mindless Mm -hmm. like on the other screen while i'm playing it this is kind of the opposite where i will watch something that i'm more involved in and play this on the side as kind of the opposite to that um Uh because it's a game where you don't need to pay super close attention to it like you need to pay attention because there's still stuff that goes on in the fights that you'll need to react to be aware of yeah um such as uh there are brigands that have a really low percent chance but a percent chance to destroy your equipment and you'll need to like replace it with other equipment that is probably not as good because you didn't have it equipped in the first place. But if you're not paying attention, you'll just not have anything in that equipment slot for the rest of the fight. Um, so like, you you need to pay attention 
but it's not like super important that it's taking all your attention at a, at a given moment. But it's something worth paying attention to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like it, it's not that this game can't take all your attention because there's st- certainly an awful lot to learn as you're starting the game out. Um, and I, I'd suggest doing that your first 10 hours or so to learn systems. Cause there's an awful lot going on here. That's just not explained. Uh, like a, like a lot of roguelikes, but, uh, yeah. Um, this game does, uh, Morgan mentioned it earlier as you defeat enemies, you will get random drops, be they equipment that you can put on your character or cards that, uh, you use to add something to the world. Um, it's like everything's based on a grid. You're going around loops on this grid and tile based stuff. Yeah. yeah, You'll add a tile either to the loop that will be new types of enemies that you can fight for better rewards, or it will be stuff like I'm going to add these mountains out there way off the track or whatever. It will give me bonus health. Um, and there's an awful lot to learn about the way that the tiles interact with each other because you'll place a tile and it will do the thing you know it does. But also if it's near something else, it might, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah, it almost feels like I've Dwarf Fortress there's, as far as like the way there's a, there's a lot of stuff that it, the game doesn't spell out for you in yeah. terms of how things are affecting stats and well, not just stats, but like tiles will turn into different tiles. Like if you put two things next to each other, like if you put a village, um, if you place a village on the t- on on the loop, you'll go around it, and every time you get there, you'll get health back because you're in a town. You can go rest in an inn, but they'll also give you a quest which will make one of the enemies harder on the track. That you if, oh interesting, which you'll if if you're able to kill it at that point, because it's significantly harder. The next time you get around to that village, you'll get equipment. Re- you'll get like for you'll get like a quest, the quest reward for killing that monster, which is really cool. That's a cool idea that they do there. Um. But if you happen to put like a vampire's mansion near the village, they'll go and kill all the villagers because they need somewhere to feed from because there aren't yeah. any other people to feed off of because the world's been destroyed and these are the only people. And you'll get a bunch of like undead vampire villagers attacking you because you put this vampire it's next cool to the that. village. Um, and there are a bunch of other things like that where like depending on what else you have near it, the 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 tiles will react differently um so it's there's a ton of mastery here um in like just this just the knowledge base in the same way that you get from like spelunky or whatever um as far as you need to understand how the systems work um in this game which is kind of why i was saying like first 10 hours you really need to pay attention to to learn all this stuff but then after that you can kind of split your attention elsewhere and, yeah, yeah. and 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 still kind of be able to be able to run the run the the numbers in your head at that point um this game does so much well as far as understanding how the roguelike system works and being able to push it to to make it work in a like push your luck sort of a formula mm-hmm. um that it's 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 really cool i i feel like it's something worth your time um just just as as a fan of the genre uh if if you are a roguelike fan i feel like this does so much interesting stuff with the ideas that are common for those games that it's 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 really worth seeing um what they do because i 
I really want to see some of the ideas that have come from this game kind of leak yeah. out into the genre into as a whole. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Because they've done a lot of really cool stuff with it. Cool. That is um, Loop Hero, which now I very much want to check out. Um, but Josh, you ready to talk about old games? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I have finally uh, dug into CrossCode now that all the content is there. Um, I am not f- much further than the last time you and I talked about this privately. Uh, which is to say, I have cleared out the first dungeon in CrossCode. I'm about 10 hours in. Um, people had been telling me for a long time I would be into CrossCode. This game's very fucking good. It's um, good, isn't it? It is a crazy fun two, 2D action RPG that like has got crazy art. I, I think the hook of like this fucking Westworld meets MMO idea is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you restarted it recently as well. You said now that knowing everything is there. So wh- yes. where what are you what are you looking at? I have um, not finished the game again, but I'm in end game territory uh, to to the point where I'm starting to get new quests that were not in the game when I first played okay. through it. Um, quests which are significantly harder than the end game content to begin with. Um, stuff where. Um, this game does an interesting thing where shortly before the end of the game, you, um, trying to figure out how to frame this. I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Um, the game is futuristic sci-fi setting as, as far as the overall world is concerned, but it is set inside an MMO in that futuristic setting. And the, the more interesting conceit of the MMO thing in this future I like is that, like, their results for making a super realistic MMO is not what we think of an MMO. It's like, there's a Westworld-style island in the real world, yeah. and you're taking control digitally of a robotic avatar yes. on the island. Yes, like, you're essentially logging into a real physical avatar to be in this world because it's it's the only way to make things as realistic as they want for uh for this new you know like hyper futuristic um setting um but in anyway like kind of again going going back to where i was um the game ends given the the story uh, um the epilogue that just hit on PC and is is not quite out yet, but should be out soon in the next couple months on on consoles, um, is essentially finishing up um, the in-universe's MMO story. Because uh, before then, the game kind of... The actual story they're telling in the overall world finishes before you're able to finish the MMO's actual the narrative story, story in, in the game you're in, playing in the game, game within the game. So like you don't yeah. finish up that. And the epilogue is essentially giving you the conclusion Closure to for the in world story. It's, it's really weird. It's, it's funny, but like I'm starting to get quests that are based off of that where near the end of the game, um, you start accessing these end game stories that you can do end game quests like, uh, 
you get like an, an arena that you can run that has got a got a bunch of different enemies that you can fight through and they've got like a boss boss rush mode that you can fight through and whatnot um cool. which was which was in there fairly early on that was not that's that's not new but um like Still cool. it's it's that that's the, that's the idea of like the end game content and uh they've added in a bunch of new stuff which is meant to give more context to the world like one of the new ones that i found recently was uh one of the conceits of this world is that npcs can give you quests um like the you know just the stuff built into the game but also um and this is something that honestly i'd like to see in other mmos other players can give you quests in this game um so if you run into somebody and you want them to do something for you, you can just give them a quest and they'll be able to complete it and like turn in those items that you want, you know, that they wanted from you and get rewards and whatnot, which that's a, that's a cool idea. I'd like to see that. It's, in a, real it's games. a cool conceit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got a quest from someone who wanted help glitching the game to be able to get into like an out of in, into like the out of bounds debug dev area um which i thought was hilarious that i i just got into there and it's got like one of That's the options cool. yeah like i got through there and it's got like a bunch of random like world pieces and whatnot that you can like jump through and get you know a bunch of stuff and uh and at the end of that it's got like a debug boss that they built that's got a bunch of like random pieces and whatnot and weird attacks that was really hard like the a lot of the new uh new stuff that they've got in there um is tuned around you having built up a lot of gear from end game grinding and stuff which is uh-huh. um i'm i'm sure you've noticed this at the point you're at like 10 hours in most of the good gear you get in this game from trading um yeah you can buy stuff from vendors and whatnot and you can get stuff from quest rewards but a lot of the but good then there stuff, are trading posts where yeah. it's like it it's not the same as going to a shop it's like hey you need to bring me this item this item and this item and i will give you this item yes yeah and a lot of them are like really complex like requirements to get stuff um uh one of the things you've not gotten to yet but at the end game they'll give you um boost special items for a specific zone like if you collect all the um it's not it's not specifically all the chests but if you collect specific items from an area which generally involves collecting more or less all the chests from a zone uh you'll be able to boost a zone and like for example um the first zone you get into the game is, you know, get like one to level 10 enemies or whatever. And if you boost it, it'll go from like level 50 to level 60 enemies in the area, which will mm. at that point drop higher level stuff to allow you to craft end game gear because you've boosted yeah. those levels and whatnot. Um, and it seems like a lot of these new quests are tuned around you having that because I'm getting in way over my head for some of these bosses uh from the new quests they've they've shown so far which again i've not finished the game i've gotten an awful lot that i can go to it i think the max level is 100 or 99 something like that but uh it's it's more or less tuned that you'd do that in a new game plus as far as um 
as far as the grinding is concerned. Like you could theoretically do it the first time through, but and anyway, anyway, I'm kind of I'm getting distracted by the uh, by the new content here because that's kind of you, you've not seen that, and again, like the game as a whole is kind of not built around that end game content. Um, uh-huh. It is. We mentioned before an action RPG that is it's really built for PC, but they've made it 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 works. They've they've really fleshed out the controller support for it at this point to play it as like a dual stick shooter almost. Um, and it works well like that. It does. Yes. Yeah. It, it works well on PC at this point. Or sorry, it works well on console at this point as far as the way they fleshed it out. Um, it's got a really cool feel to the combat in this game as far as making decisions on the fly of whether or not you want to attack something for range, whether you want to like try to parry an attack, whether you want to um like there's there are a lot of decisions in just any combat encounter, even and with, with normal how enemies. varied how varied you can be with that. I love they even write into the lore of the in in universe game that like not a lot of people in this game are playing as your character class because it has such a high skill ceiling. Yeah, yeah, which I think is it's great and it, it 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 works at that point because the game itself is super deep as far as the way the combat works. Um it's just it's it's really in depth. Is um Yeah, yeah. Like I I've played this game for about 130 hours at this point, and I don't feel like I'm halfway through mastering the combat in this game. Is kind of combat is very to. it's very deep, and like the thing is on surface level, the closest thing to compare it to is like the mana games and stuff like that, like those 2D action RPGs of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so much deeper than that. Um, and I like I said, I'm early going. I'm through the first dungeon. Uh, but I'm excited to keep fucking plugging away at this. It's a yeah. really great game. Yeah, and the, and the combat's super satisfying because it is so deep. I always feel like I'm learning something with it. But even if you don't want to get into it, you don't need to to finish the game. Um, like, you can get through the main storyline, and I assume the epilogue as far as the, like the, the actual in... Once I finish the game, I assume at this point... I, I you're not going to need to master master the combat to finish that epilogue based off of everything else I've seen but uh-huh. they are, but the point of the game I'm at they're starting to give you those quests that are like okay, allowing you it, to if gear you up really for that want, stuff. if you really want to master everything uh we're we're going to allow you to do it sort of quests um, uh-huh. but like the a lot of the interesting th- stuff they do with this game is based off of dungeon design it's based off of level design they would they um rich said it was a it's 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 a 2d top-down adventure game style look to it but it does a lot of really cool things with the depth of those 2d depth of field in 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 the oh yeah like the, the way they layer um like and, and basically you jump when you run off a cliff but there's like there's so much more verticality than you'd expect from a game like this. Yeah. Um, to the point where like o- almost every screen you're on has like a th- sometimes two to three layers to it. Yeah. With um, different pathing, you need to learn to understand how to navigate through a level at a certain height. To get to the places it. you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super cool because you can, 
kind of early on, you're not going to notice it. You're going to be like, oh, whatever, I can jump across here or whatever. But as you realize that's more and more of the level design, you'll start to pay attention as you go through on the ground level your first time through and kind of map it out in your head. Oh, yeah, there's got to be a way to get up here. and Yeah, and it makes it really satisfying to be able to get to these different spots, like just exploring and finding a random chest that's like, okay, it's, it's way up here on this one cliff or whatever, and it'll, it'll maybe be like three screens you need to go through in order to figure out the pathing to get all to the way get around to th- that yeah. thing mm-hmm. is so satisfying in this game because of the way they built up the world to feel just cohesive and, and um, all the paths to feel satisfying going, going through that. Totally. Cross code. Cross code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Josh loves that game dearly. Um, so yeah, I think we just can just do a, a couple of fun polls and wrap this sh- uh, show up. Do you guys want to take a quick break? Or are you good? I want to take one for posterity, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Union um, break. We'll take a very real bathroom break, not a fake one. Not a fictional one. And we'll be right back. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right, Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chompcast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there, you can support us. And for just a couple bucks, you can help keep us alive. And honestly, our patrons have basically become family and i want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us and if you don't that's fine too we're just happy that you download and check out the podcast um our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars five bucks you get access to early spoiler casts that's right chomping after dark you get those several weeks early and you get access to our top secret vip instagram that's right on the podcast you might hear me say hey do you want to be a vip member of the chomp cast and you say i sure do i sure do well guess what boom that five dollar tier makes you a vip member you get access to this secret instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only vip members get and those polls and those feedback questions that we get if it's a question of the week for example are read on the show we make you a part of what we do um so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp you can look for our five dollar tier which is probably our most popular and then from there it escalates we have a ten dollar tier a twenty dollar tier for skypes there's a lot of great things just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp check it out and if you want to support us it would mean the world to me rich josh and shay and everyone else out there in chomp nation so next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. Anyway, I, I needed to share that. It was uh it was quite quite an experience. Um harrowing. Great. Speaking of quite an experience, uh I'd love to recap our polls for our listeners here. You didn't say we were back. Um well you did. You went, we're back. But no. then we weren't. <laughs> or were we? Or were we rich? Who Maybe knows? We Only well, we know. 
right? <laughs> Sometimes we don't Half even the know. time I don't. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, unclear. Half the time we actually don't know, so you can't listen to that. And um, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep faking it. Let's do like 12 and we're backs. And we're back. For real this time. That's the name of this episode, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. We No, we did that before, and we had the We're Back dinosaur movie picture for it. <laughs> oh, um, well, I was the yeah, one who brought oh, though, the, oh, yeah. the, the Theodore the, Rex. Uh, the, yeah, Theodore Rex. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was, that was one of the better Photoshops I've made, God damn it. Um, God. We just got to make a really good... Um, a really good we gotta find think of a funny way to photoshop that terrible sketch of the batman <laughs> we do yeah we can oh yeah there's so many good ways well we'll put rich on that you're on the case um anyways some fun polls to run through here it was tied with our audience 50 50 whether they preferred arkham or spider-man which i think is probably fair because both the series uh are great in their respective ways um yeah for me i arkham for me as a whole the highs of the Arkham series were better, but the um, I I didn't really get into Arkham until the third one for whatever reason. But I enjoy both Spider-Man games, so it's like I think the Spider-Man series is like maybe for me better overall. But like the highs of Arkham Knight are higher, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think I mostly agree with you. I I think Spider-Man could end up feeling like a a better trilogy when 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 it is a trilogy overall. Like who's to say at this point? Um. It, I I really enjoy the Arkham games. Like Ar- Arkham City is Very the good. weakest, but I like again. You're you're pitting my children against each other. Like Batman is my favorite DC hero. Spider Man is my favorite Marvel hero. We're <laughs> don't make don't make my kids fight. Wow, you are mm-hmm. really going on a left field there. Spider Man and Batman, bold choices. Um, you want me to? This is a good time to talk about Moon Knight. Batman, Spider Man. This, this is when you <laughs> absolutely the best. No, you said yeah. you were gonna talk about Everybody Condiment knows Man. That. You lied. You said Condiment Man. This Condiment Man. That. Oh no, no, the Condiment King. You oh. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the guy doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Condiment the, Man. The Condiment King. Uh, somebody mentioned that in the comments actually, so you're not alone in the Condiment King. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I love Kite Man. It's oh, for me, Kite Man. And we, the, we, we, yeah. we mentioned this at the start of the show. But Harley Quinn has managed to make so many of these side characters into so just Batman's amazing, weirder amazing rogues gallery characters. Yeah, because my powers what? don't allow me to, to operate like it. Powers, you just have a kite. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Harley Quinn thing you guys keep talking about? The cartoon. Okay. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Harley Quinn has, has two seasons, and they've started production on the third one currently. Um, Ron is... Funches is King Shark is a godsend. Oh, my God. Yes, what? King yeah. Shark, my boy. Anyway, it's Harley Quinn having her own starring role in a in a in a in a comic or in a in a you know cartoon series where. Oh, I also. She's uh, finally yeah. realized that Joker is using her. It's terrible. Has, yeah. Yeah, and has kind of gone off and started. Which her they've own d- they've thing. done in the comics like a few years back, but like to see it in this format is great. It's really uh, good. Also, last Harley Quinn reference that is always worth a good laugh. I still laugh every time I look at it written down at Cyborgman. Oh my god! It's oh my, oh it's so good. Cyborgman Cyborg. is this is her Jewish landlord. <laughs> Uh, who's uh, an ex government agent and a cyborg and, and a cyborg name and a cyborg, but like is oh my Cyborgman, <laughs> Cy S Y um, 
space Borgman. Borgman. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, Oh my god. Yeah, that's great. Um forgive me for these, but these both of these polls were born out of a weird personal experience, both the cookie dough and the big bang theory. My wife has this tradition where Wow, she, those both sound not great. <laughs> my wife has this tradition. Actually, I'm this, I'm relieved given the way he framed that. Yeah. The cookie I dough thought that could have been much theory. worse. The, the no, cookie no, no. dough is actually the cookie dough is actually the fi- fine. The Big Bang Theory is where I take issue. Yeah, I look. I did too. Um, but I will say that it has grown on me. And I I'm going to send you a link. Thank you. Uh, what are you going to? What is this? No, this is for you for later. Just just keep talking. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, it's grown on me, and I I think that show is actually surprisingly clever. But uh, cookie dough. Sixty percent of our audience said cookie dough is their ride or die ice cream. Um, which is pretty solid. Do you guys have? That's my go-to. Do you guys have a go-to cookie uh, ice cream that you take? Co- o- cookie dough is fine. That's not my go-to. Like, uh, why would you do that go- to yourself? I like I like a Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. I mean, that's fine, but like, yeah, that's what I go with Ben and Jerry's. But cookie putting dough. putting aside favorite ice cream, an Americone Dream. Americone Dream is excellent. Um, Just because I have Stephen Colbert on the front? No, because it's, it's delicious. The combination of salty and sweet and it's crunchy and, oh, and, and, it's and very creamy good. is excellent. Um, and creamy, but anyway, back to what I was... Ice cream is the worst form to experience cookie dough in. Because... Why? why? Because cookie dough is already mostly sugar suspended in fat at that point. Uh-huh. If you're hardening it, all you're doing is making it grittier. Like, it's already slightly gritty just based off of what it is. But then hardening the butter in the cookie dough at that point just makes it the worst version of what it ever is. Really? Like, just make some cookies and then don't bake them. And eat that. It's it's a million times better than cookie dough ice cream. Like, I would eat cookie dough every day of the week, but I will no, I I will not eat cookie dough ice cream because it is the worst form of eating cookie dough. Like I, I can't do that, huh. guys. Like come, like guys, That's you're a strong you're take, shooting yourself in the foot. Uh huh. By by trying to have this safe. Oh, I'm not going to get salmonella. I'm a little pussy version of fucking cookie dough. Eat your Whoa, goddamn cookie dough the Man way God intended. Well, first of all, you can get the um you can get the safe kind now. We already We know, you don't yet. shut up about it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying, Josh, like that's a logical way of looking at it, but I've just I don't I can't say I've ever felt that way. I mean, maybe I've trained myself since as a kid, but I just I do think that the, especially when the ice cream starts to melt a little bit around it, it's uh, it's I like it. I don't know. I mean, but once I mean, the hey, ice cream starts to melt, you've got liquid there to dissolve the sugar, so it won't be gritty. See, but my whole you thing can that... just start from that place if you have uh-huh. real cookie dough to begin with instead of cookie dough ice cream. Like, I don't know. My wife is a big cookie dough ice cream fan as well, so, like, I understand. I mean, and anyway, we're I understand divorced. the compunction <laughs> to try to ruin that food for yourself. <laughs> But just, just eat it. Just eat the cookie dough, and just eat the ice cream. You'll you'll be happier uh, in the long run. Either. It's just no, they're better on nothing's, their own. Nothing's gonna make me happier. He's like, yeah, <laughs> my wife is one of those cookie dough ice cream nut jobs. Um, yes, yes. God bless. Um, 
No, I. Uh, it's interesting. That's an interesting take, Josh. But yeah, I was just I. The thing with me and those other ice creams is I don't like any of the stuff, and I'm weird with ice cream. Like I don't like caramel. I don't like weird fudge. I don't like any of that fancy cherries. Fancy. I'm very plain. I just like the mm. basics. They make this weird stuff now from Ben and Jerry's called Core. Like they have this thing called cookie dough core. Oh, and the one with like the fudge in the middle type stuff. It's weird. The... It's it's like cookie dough in the middle, but it's surrounded yeah, yeah. But, by. They've got a bunch of different ones. You can get like fudge or cookie dough or or they've got a bunch of different ones. You can get unobtainium. Like... It's got like a chunk. It's got like a yeah fucking plutonium core in the middle of this. Kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, in the middle of this thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And so it's a. Uh, it's always fun to sit down and eat that and watch some TV. Um. Uh, yeah, no big. I like double chocolate yes, chunk uh, adamantium. Here, here, here. Pro tip. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying a pro tip. It's anyway. Pro tip. A, turn off the your, big bang. Make here. your own ice cream. B. Make it with sour cream. Because that is about the what? richest. Yes. Don't make it with yogurt. Don't make it with with whole milk. Sour cream. It's about as much fat as you can get in a dairy product. Without it being overly soured with like a buttermilk really? or something, sour cream, which uh, uh, in order salsa? to complement that, <laughs> get some citrus in there, like like a really good lime or lemon ice cream made with some sour cream as a base. Like a sherbet? That's, huh. That's the fucking shit. No, no, not sherbet. Sherbet has very little dairy fat in it. That's 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 made to be more, you know, ice, like Italian frozen ice type yeah vert you know sort of a sort of a product get some shit shibit yeah but uh, yeah sour cream that's that is where it's at i i really like it with lemon personally but uh but any citrus would lemon, work pretty well sour that. cream ice cream huh yeah can't say i've ever had that. that's the stuff all right josh says that's it that's the lemon sour cream ice cream you're, you're missing out on mm-hmm. um there yeah it's um it's one of those weird traditions. Do you guys have any? Uh, do you have like a weird tradition with your wife, uh, wife, Josh, where you sit down and like eat a certain kind of food and watch a certain kind of show or anything like that? Like very like sort of rhythm. Well, yes, but that's just to appease the sun god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, it. I no, we do a we we do a lot of you know watching TV and eating a meal at the same time, but not like a specific food or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it is relaxing. Although if you have little kids, they always try to get the food you're eating. It's a pain in the ass. Let me tell you. Well, I Dumb. mean, if you feed your kids, Morgan, <laughs> they stop. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the. I, was, I left a I left a bowl of the dry food out. What more? Than- <laughs> <laughs> that was my. It's like it's, I thought you were making a joke about it being like the dogs, like you or like a cat. No, he's ma- cat he's making a away. joke about you being an abusive. Parent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you fed your kids, they wouldn't beg you for all of your uh, food. Please, um, father, I'm so hungry. Please feed me. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, let's get the flucky out of here. Um, we will return next week. Our uh, the real host will be back mm-hmm. to host the show. Um, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage will be returning to us. Um, thank you, Rich, for joining us from. New York, Josh joining us from Michigan. I, of course, Morgan joining from Montana. And we will see you next week for an all new Chompcast. But I'll be a billionaire because I have an NFT now. So see you. Peace out. I don't know what that means, but.